Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Right. Um, so, 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 Blake, you're, did you pre-order some of these? No, no, I sadly did not, but I'm going to make a mad rush to, um, mostly it's going to be like 10 per target is what I've been hearing. I'll like target the store. And, um, what is this? Um, what is it exactly? It's this 3DS XL. Um, like they redesigned the 3DS, uh, but this one's just the Majora's Mask that's like Zelda. And so it will still cost like 200 to buy. But already I'm on the listings. Everyone's listing theirs for over $500. You know, I, I, I believe that Ryan Grant posted something about, I think it was the, uh, the PS4 or whatever the newest iteration is. Mm-hmm. And he did some pre-ordering. And I actually did that back in my eBay days with a PSP that was a God of War PSP, yeah. the Kronos Edition PSP. Yeah. I ended up breaking right even on it. And I actually still have one of them, <laughs> like, seven years later. Wow. Yeah, well, um, the last P. Yeah, I know Ryan, like, bombed out on his regular PS4s. But those PS4, like, 20th anniversary editions are selling yeah. for, like, $1,200. So, like, two or three times what was paid for them. And plus with the Zelda one, um, it's literally only going to be available for like that day and like, it's never going to be made again. And so like with a regular PS4, it'll be made infinite times. But, um, I think this one is, you know, even if you are, you know, go like a madman, you'll probably at max be able to get like, Oh, even five might be optimistic. So, you know, you, you're not, you you'll make money on it, like uh, in my opinion. But it's you know, whoever's not down, like I totally understand. So so this is is this a Target exclusive? No, but um, I from I went to Toys R Us and asked if they were getting any, and they totally weren't. And then I went to two Targets. I have one buddy at one. He's like, yeah, we're only getting ten. And then I went to another Target. And I was like, hey, man, like, how many are you getting in here to one of the workers? He's like, only 10. And I was like, okay. So um, I'm going to see what I can do to try and, you know, be at one and then just gun it down the freeway to the next one, hopefully, right after they open. But uh, I'll see. Um, Yeah, I I think there's some uh, money to be made there, definitely. They might also limit you in store like you know only let you buy one or two maybe yeah i'm they're only allowing one but i'm gonna my brother legit wants one and then i'm gonna have my sister and then i'm gonna see if then my mom will come out um though i they might even be gone by the time she can like get there like five minutes later so i don't know i just know that i'm gonna at least get two and then my brother will get one but i really want to get more you know what's so funny is my my girlfriend 
teacher, and she sleeps. She's sleeping over that night, mm-hmm. and she could go with me to one target, and I could go to the other target if I really wanted to pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. And I could be there at like six thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, you, you you'll definitely get one. Like I'm I'm not gonna even wait out for it. Like if I don't get it, then that's that's gonna be it then. But um, yeah, I know that uh, most of you guys are from like. Uh, places that don't have like the Meyer chain, correct? I think I'm like the only one in this group that has like Meyers by them. Uh, but... No, I've I've got some here in Illinois, and it's actually a great place. Uh, it's kind of I quit the Target for sourcing. It's it's great. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I went to a couple Meyers, and they even uh lo- tried looking on other people's inventory and stuff. The other cities that were nearby, and no one's getting them. And they even, like, looked up, like, the flagship or, like, you know, their biggest store that gets, like, more than inventory, and they're not carrying them either. So that's what I'm saying. I think it is going to be um, so rare that, uh, you know, that I don't think it will be a losing situation. Well, yeah, I'd say with that, eBay might uh, might be your best bet. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I, I don't have a eBay account, but... Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you could go on a crazy like auction or whatever. Yeah, I'd say just do an auction right away mm-hmm. while there's still the fervor for it, you know, and people will get on there and bid, and then you know as time goes on, they're gonna the demand might decrease or you know could increase. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people are insane with Zelda, but well, and there's uh, Netflix is working on the live action Zelda series. Yeah, as well. definitely. So we could actually that could be maybe a you know new uh, merch for that as well. Yes. Yeah, so, so I wanted to throw that bowl out straight away. Um, I, yeah, there could be some very nice money in that. You know, so if you don't mind, some, go ahead. I, if you guys don't mind me sharing a bolo, but okay. do you want to take care of technical issues? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. I don't know why. Um, we're, having, I, I, we're missing uh, Galna, if I'm saying it right, and then we're missing uh, Leo, I think, as well as having issues. Oh, yeah. Right, because Jonathan wasn't coming. Um, let's see who else wasn't making it. Uh, uh, Matt, I don't Erica? Think yeah, yeah, Erica. Matt, is that it? That's it, right? Yeah, is, uh, I saw uh, Galina said that she responded to the thing saying she was going better. Have you guys heard from her at all? Yeah, I'm, she's in uh, she's in that thread on Facebook. Said she can't see it on that page, the call in. So I just sent her the dial in. You said you guys had to hit one. Mm-hmm. You don't have a talk show account. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. After Hello. The, after you put in the call ID. Hello. 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 Hey, what's up? Is it, okay, so do you, I'm sorry. Is it Galena? We, we, we don't know how to say your name. Is that how, how do you pronounce it? Galena. Yeah. Galena. That's, that's easy. It was. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Hello, Galena. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing an awesome day. This is Blake, by the way. Hi, Blake. Um, and who else? Ryan, right? Yeah, so so if are you are you on the talk show chat as well, Galena, or no? Just in the no, the, I I had okay. to call from my phone and uh, I'm refreshing the page and I do not see this. Uh, you don't thing. see it, huh? okay? Um, but if you are able to get in there, but you can see who's who. So 
and it, tell, it kind of shows you who's talking and the name or where they're located. So yeah, this is me. I'm Ryan. If everybody kind of wants to go down the list and and say hello and who you are, that way uh, Glenda can kind of get to know our voices. Uh, I'm Chris. Hey, Glenda. This is Nick. Okay, hi guys. Where um, is Erica here? No, she no. couldn't make Eric? it. Yeah, she said uh, she had I think to, to take her possibly take her son to the emergency room. So I hope everything's okay there. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. And Leo, I, I see Leo like uh, logged into the chat, but I don't see a voice thing next to him. So he might be able to hear us, but he may not be able to. Can you sign in, in the chat as guest? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I think then. I'm at the talk shoe page, and it says like FBA Mastermind kickoff call, and it says, you know, like all the last recordings and stuff. Where's the chat in there, please? I'm sorry. You guys don't see the start my call or like talk shoe live pro. Like I, I might see something different because I host it. That's the thing. Mm. Uh, I see there's a button that says join in, really big. And and that's about it. We got a guest B that joined the chat. Leo can said he can hear us. Uh, so Leo, let's see. Leo, dial in. Maybe dial on the phone. Seven two four 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 seven four four four. Um, call ID one three six four three four. Ben's eating, you said. Ben's here. So, yeah, Ben's Ben's in here. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, I, I thanks for like, – we'll go ahead and just kind of – I know we've been talking, but we'll kind of just start because, um, yeah, so everybody can still hear me, right? I'm not talking to myself. No, you're good. All right. Just want to make sure. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say anything. I didn't expect you to, but um, – so I'll talk about my um, obviously my kind of VA venturing into VAs have been a hot topic, um, but we'll talk about that. What else does anybody else want to cover tonight? Anything in particular? Well, I was going to share something real quick. Um, if you have access to Raw right now, they have amazing baby products. Who does? Ross, like Ross Dress for Less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've never gone into a Ross. I thought Ross was just like a clothing store, but do they have other stuff like like are they kind of like a TJ Maxx? It's closer to T. Yeah, it's like a TJ Maxx. It's eighty percent clothing, okay. But they have a really sweet toy section. I've got some really great toys, like outdoor toys that are about to become real big sellers, like six dollars into sixty dollars. On I bought these scooters. They're like Razor scooters for six bucks a piece. Um, manual breast pumps. I, I keep bringing that up. I don't know why, but I'm thinking I'm selling like a thousand dollars a month worth of breast pumps. What from yeah. Ross? From well, mostly from Ross. Also some from um, uh, Walmart. But I just they're a high ticket item. They're over a hundred dollars. Sometimes you can find them as low as sixteen ninety nine at Ross. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, so, also, also sidebar, yeah. those those are tax free in a lot of states, I think, as well. There's a specific tax code for it in Amazon, just FYI for breast pumps. Nice. Um, no. 
The other thing to keep in mind is uh, go online and Google Ross Markdown Schedule. And um, I won't go over the whole schedule, but if you find it, it's universal for every store. So you find the one online, you find them for all. And it tells you, like, on Mondays they discount baby products. On Tuesdays they discount shoes, so on and so forth. And uh, it's a real good way to go. I'm finding incredible products at Ross. Hmm. All right. I, yeah, that's good. And, no, and I've been checking more. I was overlooking. I was yeah. totally overlooking it. I went in there, like, because I had a few minutes to kill, and I was like, wow, why wasn't I here months ago? Good, yeah, I've, never, I've never used them. Yeah, I, that, um, that sourcing list that we had kind of talked about the other day, I kind of jokingly said, it's all like they'll just be like, go to Ross and find this product. Hmm. A lot of it. Yeah, so. That's my bolo. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, store. I think I'll go check them tomorrow. I tried looking in Ross before around where I am, and I didn't, I didn't really find anything in there as far as toys. Uh, I only checked Baby a little bit, not too much, but I'll definitely look for breast bumps. Yeah, and and even like loose baby bottles. I'm finding these Tommy Tippy baby bottles. They're like two ninety nine in the store, and they're around fifteen bucks. It's like a six dollar profit. It's kind of on the low end, but they sell very well. So. You know, I can do six bucks that sells quickly. Yeah, there's none in Michigan, sadly, but that does uh, sound like a sweet setup there. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, anybody, any, anybody, yeah, anybody want to cover anything else tonight besides, like, obviously we can talk about the VA thing, but maybe Ben can talk. Maybe Ben, I think you've, you've only got, like, uh, top of the hour right so maybe we'll um have ben talk uh first about kind of his you know success and maybe frustration with the web scraper what's working what's not and then i can launch into the va portion since we got his time limited so ben you i know you were eating a second ago but you got a you got a free second to tell us about what's going on yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just spend a little bit of time because I definitely want to hear about uh, the VA thing because that's, uh, that's, that's on my agenda right now to get a VA. So, <clears throat> um, Let me see. I work better if you guys just ask questions, so why don't we just do a Q&A? So how's that website okay. working for you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, Ben, so last time, I mean, Ben, you and I chatted about it in detail probably a month ago, you had it built, you had it working on several sites, you were getting the UPCs off the, um, you were getting UPCs pulled in from sites like Walmart, and then you were running those through, like, Scan Power Evaluate. So that's kind of where you were back mm-hmm. then, right? So we're, so what happened, you know, what, what, what happened now? Where are you at? Um... Still pretty much the same process. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to make it uh, more efficient, so that's why the whole VA thing is so uh, I'm so into it right now because I think that's probably going to be the easiest way for me to to you know do less work on my part. Um, <clears throat> but um, the, the truth is, I actually haven't spent a whole lot of time working on it because 
I've had some uh, other issues I have to uh, deal with. I think you know, Ryan. I have a, I have two part, uh, two other partners, mm-hmm. and um, and then I guess uh, recently we decided to go separate ways. So I've been having to deal with all that junk. So um, oh, between geez. that, I know between that and working out the kinks for the, with the scraper, I haven't been able to use it to its uh, full potential. But mm. yeah, we could we, we could probably have a whole nother call about. You know that whole thing, and you know the the, the I guess a, a business divorce is kind of what it is, right? But uh, yeah, it kind of feels uh, like what too. So right, yeah. So um, that's rough, man. So so you're so you are you getting? So are you, I mean, is it like a regular schedule that you're getting these things from? How often are you buying from them? Um, from so, the, so the way I did it is uh, right now. Um, I built the, the the scraper, and then what I did is I actually added a tracker as well because uh, the more I use it, the more I'm finding that I need to find ways to make my time more more efficient use of my time. Because I mean, Chris talked about it earlier, and he hit it on the head. Um, you know, you, you have all this data, but more than just having data, is going through all of it and then weeding, you know, weeding out all the 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 gems. Uh, and that takes a lot of time. And then the the other part is just keeping on top of it, scraping it every single day, and then making sure that whatever you've gone through before, you don't waste your time to go through them again. So what I did is I built a tracker, um, so that way I can add anything that I find profitable to my tracker. And what the tracker actually does is that uh, it checks it um, every five minutes. It checks that you, uh, the UPC and its uh, URL. And it checks for price changes and it checks for um, uh, availability. So if something uh, is not in stock, when it comes in stock within that five-minute uh, five time mark, uh, it loops every five minutes, basically. Uh, it'll let me know that it's in stock. So well, is, separate from, is this separate from ScanPower, the one you were telling me you had, the, the service? I, I Scan- copied ScanPower. <laughs> Because the thing with the Scanpower one is that they are they're I don't know how often they uh, alert you, but it's very infrequent. It's like every single time, by the time I get to it, it's it's out of stock again. Mm. Okay. So then I was like, why don't I just create my own and have it you know alert me as soon as it becomes in stock, as opposed to waiting for Scanpower because the, it feels like they do it like once every couple of hours, where they send it all to, to you all at once. And then within uh, that yeah. frame, they could be all sold out, you know, so what's the point? And and you don't run into trouble for running that many queries, like every five minutes? No, I haven't gotten any, any trouble. Wow, and you said you're running that off of a box just at your house, right? Yeah, a computer at my house. Nice. Yeah, so I haven't had to do any VPN or anything like that. Uh, I just I haven't gotten into any trouble yet, so... So let me ask, I, I, I want to ask you a little question here. So, like, my knowledge of scraping comes from uh, SEO. So if anybody has a blog and you ever got a comment about something that was inappropriate on your blog, I'm really sorry. Um, so <laughs> you're getting the data. You're generating a file. So, like, most of most people use CSV files. That's pretty common. And that's right. what I was using. Now, right. then you're parsing the data. And... Like, like when you scrape, like how long, like how many items do you get when you do a scrape? Okay, so I I can't, uh, I'm not, you know, super good with computers. I know some of the basics. So um, the way it works is that it reads the HTML 
And I think it does about, um, it, and it goes by links. So basically it scrapes about uh, anywhere between um, three and 500 links per minute. So, uh, wow. for example, Toys R Us has about, um, I think, somewhere between 30 and 40,000 UPCs. So that's 30 to 40,000 unique uh, links. So it could do um, Toys R Us probably in about a little more than an hour. Okay, so you get a file. Are you using CSV files, so I'm using the right terms? Yeah, CSV. Okay, so you have a CSV file, you have the UPC, you have the price, and you have the stock availability. Is that correct? It, you don't have stock available. There's no quantity in stock or, or whatnot. Um, so basically I have UPC, I have description, I have cost, and I have the time it was scraped. Those are, that's basically it. And then from there, like, how are you trans get, so basically you have all the prices and everything. How are you then figuring out the price versus Amazon price? Okay, so what happens is I let it run for like an hour. So it takes a little more than an hour to run Toys R Us, right? I run it once a day. Um, once it's done running, it saves all the data into um, a, a, a SQL database. And from there, I export it to CSV, and then I run that CSV into Stampower Evaluate. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty simple process, actually. Um, and, and the thing is, I've had to do a lot of tweaks, but one of the things I made it do is that um, so that my database doesn't get too big is uh, I made it so that it only saves uh, new records. So new records are basically anything that has uh, had a price change or product or UPC that was not previously on my last scrape. That's cool. Okay. That's, so so uh, let me ask good. you, do you um, – how long did – I'm just curious. You said you're not really good with computers. You, you done this, did this programming. How long did this take you to do? Uh, started – in December, and I, okay. I'm still working. I mean, for the most part, we got it done in like two weeks, uh, maybe even less, really. Um, but it was just fine-tuning it that's taking till now. So basically just making sure everything's working correctly and, uh, you know, little things to tweak it so that um, it's more efficient. Um, so like adding the tracker, uh, only adding products that are, are new and not the old ones, um, scraping specific categories as opposed to doing a full scrape of the entire website and stuff like that. Because, like, as you can imagine, Walmart is huge. If I scraped the entire Walmart, it would take me all day. So I only focus on specific categories, so it takes less time. Okay. If um, you're saying that you do have a tracker running uh, with it, um, but if you only run the Toys R Us tracker once a day, um, then are you still being notified of uh, the items that you wanted in stock, or are you only being notified if you run it during that exact hour? Oh, no, they're, they're separate. So the, the scraper runs once a day. The tracker runs all day. Okay, so the scraper gives the updated prices, but it's not really availability so much? Or If you do uh, pricing and availability, the tracker is is, is separate. So I only have about 200, uh, 230 UPCs on there right now. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it loops every five minutes. So uh, every five minutes it goes through that 230 uh, UPCs and checks for any changes. And the two changes I'm looking for are basically price changes and uh, stock. And um, the tracker does check stock. It just doesn't tell you how many is in stock. It just mm -hmm. lets you know it's in stock. Dick. And you're getting that sent to you uh, by a text message? 
Yeah, I, it gets sent to my email, and then it automatically sends me a text from my email. That's cool. So you're using Gmail, I'm guessing, for convenience? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah Gmail. Yeah, man, I'm destroyed. It's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's working out so far. It's I'm still kind of tweaking it. There, as you guys can imagine, there's a lot of different things that you can do. So I'm trying to find um, a way to make it work for my business model because um, I actually have daily payouts. So I'm not so much into uh, you know trying to get super high payouts. I'm more into like fast turns. So, nice. like, I hear you guys talking about, like, you know, you know, buying things that give you guys really high returns, and I'm kind of wondering, like, what is the turnaround for these items? Because for me, it's more for – I don't mind a small profit if I can turn it around really quickly. Okay. And, 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 and I'm just – what do you consider a small profit? Like, what ROI percentage? Uh, I set my filters to a minimum of $5 profit and then a minimum okay. ROI of 50%. That's exactly what I've – but I follow, yeah, fifty percent five dollars. Yeah. So your minimum, your minimum even for fast turns is fifty percent. Yeah. So if I spend uh, ten dollars, I want to make five. And the reason is because um, with with uh, the scraper, I get so many, um, so many like if I did it less than that, I would get too many results and I couldn't go through all of them. Right. So I have to set it somewhere. So did you start selling like in 2007 or something or or when was the cutoff for like daily payouts? I think it was like over four years ago or something. Uh, No, I just got really lucky. I don't know how I have daily payouts. I started last year in uh, uh, July. Man, that's crazy. When did you sign up as a customer? Because when I talked to seller support, they said it's either if you signed up as a customer or a seller before like, I don't know, 2007 or something like that. Yeah, it's a long time. It was a it was a brand new account, so I can't tell you what happened. Is it kind of glitch in the matrix, huh? Yeah, it's weird. So your that email wasn't the same email from like your Amazon buyer account? Nope, brand new account because I um that email address I'm using is a business email and I created um so it's it's a brand new email that we just started when we started the company. Wow, man, that's yeah, that's crazy. Don't tell that to too many people. <laughs> I I think I read like one other person getting a big break like that. Like I, they they set up something like two months ago and they got it. Like a, it just seems like a glitch or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I thought it was you know the funny thing is that when I first started, um, I actually emailed them about it because I was like. Because I wanted to plan my business model around the fact that I had daily payouts. Yeah. So I asked them, is this for real or is this a, a glitch? And they told me it's a glitch, but they've not fixed it yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome, man. So after that first email, I have not contacted them. Yeah, before. yeah. You don't want to you know, kick the hornet's nest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so I did, I did make a mistake of even contacting them the first time. Well, well, I, I I just say it too that I also have, um, and then some of you think know this. I have daily payouts as well. This but, is Ryan. Um, yeah, this is Ryan. Yeah. But I, I I sold one thing like in 2005 in on Amazon. <laughs> like not, I mean like like it was a total fluke, right? And I I didn't even know until I went back. I think I, my first feedback 
Like literally it's from two thousand five. And my mm-hmm. own you know, before I did an FBA like six months ago I had one feedback for two thousand five and that's I think why I'm on daily payout. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I mean it, it definitely is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely is an advantage. I mean, I hear, you know, some of you guys, you know, voice the frustration. I know uh, Matt in particular, I know he's not here tonight, but he's mentioned it too about, you know, having to wait. I mean, that would, even though you're utilizing a credit card, it's still affecting your ability somewhat to, you know, to be able to buy stuff. So Definitely. Uh, yeah. Hey, Leo and Galena, are you guys on the call? Looks like you are. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, I really like uh, the the uh, two times a month payout because it's kind of like a salary. You don't get to spend money. But uh, I heard this story about John Grulu, how he got uh, locked out of his $30,000 um, because he was on a uh, bi-monthly payout. So that's kind of scary. That's true. Oh, was that the guy with the – He got. they said he was selling counterfeit DVDs? No, not that one. I I heard about that one. That was the uh, the guy. He's in uh, Northern Florida. He does Walgreens. Yeah, he's a Walgreens whisperer. Walgreens whisperer. Dinosaur or something. Yeah. Uh, um. I was gonna ask. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not sure who was talking because uh, I'm still not too good at it. So um. Uh, but uh, there was uh, talking about um, that you take the this data and it goes to you, uh, put it into um, scan power, and it checks for uh, you said it checks for uh, uh, what it says uh, for a price and for price variations. So it checks it on Amazon. Huh? Um, no, so basically with the, the UPCs, you can run it through uh, ScanPower Evaluator or, or ScanPower Evaluate, and what it does is that it tells you the sales rank um, and then the profitability of the item relative to the lowest price on Amazon. I, and I think it uses the FBA price, lowest FBA price. Oh, okay, it just runs it against Amazon database. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, so his, for his uh, program gets the UPCs from like Toys R Us and then he takes that list of UPCs and then runs it through the scan power evaluate to check for the Amazon price. So but it's still taking you too much time to go through the the uh the final list, right? That's why you're we're looking for VA, right? Uh no it's not the the evaluation part that takes a long time. Uh, it's just the fact that after I evaluate it, I have a list of uh, literally a couple of hundred items, um, depending on my filters, uh, and I just don't want to spend the time to go through each item and find out what's profitable and what's not. And then, and so then you're so so Ben, you're talking about you would use a VA to then so you, so you you'd put all the filters in, and then you'd have a VA kind of further filter it. Yeah, so then I'll let them filter, you know, I'll, basically I'll probably have to train them on, like, how to, to analyze an item, but I want them to be able to analyze the Keepa charts, figure out whether Amazon's been selling it, how long they've been out of stock, you know, just basically figuring out, pre-filtering it for me, and then I can make the final decision, like narrow down that list of 300, 400 items to a list of 
fifty or something. Well, yeah, and the one the one thing I'll tell you is, um, you know, from my experience, I mean, I only had a VA for two days, but also of being a member of the daily source list for like three months, right? So I mean, it's essentially similar, exactly the same to what I'm doing now as a VA. So it's kind of giving me good training of like online arbitrage and like getting a list and like deciding when I'm going to buy that list. Because on daily source list, I usually buy like one or two products a day. Um, sometimes I don't buy any. I'll go maybe a day or two without even buying anything. So because um, there's nothing on there that I like. Now I'll tell you though, you don't want to off the bat have a VA start like, you know, you, it will take time to train them obviously, and, and you, I mean, you know, for them to know what you you like and what you don't like. So that's the only point. You don't want to limit yourself, um, you know, based on that uh, alone. So I mean, that's just a, a little point of clarity, I guess, that I wanted to add. Okay. Yeah. So how competent are they, anyways? Like. From your, you know, from your experience. Yeah, so yeah, so great question. So, um, I mean, to, to answer your question, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question. I'll kind of back up here and kind of go through the whole story. But the so far, very competent. I mean, they. Uh, I was surprised. It, it kind of. Um, I, I had an hour Skype call with um, CJ, is her name, um, the other day. So, um, so yeah. Long story short, you know, again, I've I've been doing daily source list for three months. I subscribed to both lists, so you know it cost me two hundred and seventy-seven dollars a month to pay for both these lists. However, I mean, I'm I'm buying you know online arbitrage. I'm buying like one or two products a day that I'm just getting sent to my house and right back into Amazon, and that really kind of overtook me, uh, you know, be able to focus on that instead of retail arbitrage and and especially you know having a job and a family and just making most of my time. Doing that, so I realized that on you know online arbitrage there's a lot of opportunity, and I but I was getting sick of the competition with daily source list because I would buy a product, and like I recently bought one, I bought 18 of an item, I sent them in and they all sold for like 75% ROI, so I reordered and bought 18 more, but by the time that happened, there were like 30 people on the listing. Mm. So, you know, it's like, oh, so now, I mean, I think it's, it's below my minimum price of of what they're selling for now, um, which I'll just hold out and, and they'll eventually hopefully creep back up. But long story short, the competition was kind of killing me. So I figured I could hire a VA for on the same amount of cost of what I'm paying for these lists. So I started looking around. I know I talked to Ben. I talked to Leo extensively. Um, about and then I, we came across uh, trainedvas.com. So I encourage you guys to just check out the site. I know I think Chris posted it as well, but trainedvas.com. Um, they have two programs. They have um, the train and transfer program, where they literally train somebody all about how to research products, what sales rank is, what um, restricted items are, what different categories are, what categories are restricted, what you got to get approved for. Um, they teach you about, I mean, they tell, they teach these guys everything, right? And um, based on my conversation with CJ, they essentially, like for two months, she was working and, and doing this like kind of mock product research. Um, and I really wonder where it kind of goes. I'm, I bet they actually use that somehow. Um, these VAs are, are finding, but see, so I, you know, that train and transfer program is seven hundred dollars, so it's not cheap. Um, 
But the reason I paid for it, guys, is because again, it's the cost of my time. How long and how long is it going to take me to train a VA? I mean, I can have them read some stuff, watch videos, whatever, but it's still going to take an enormous amount of time to do all that. So that's why I was willing to pay the 700 bucks. Because literally on Monday, I got the email from Eric, the guy that trained VAs. Here's her VA's Skype name. Here's her name. Here's her email. You know, she will start work tonight. And so I'm like. I, I kind of went into panic mode, like, oh my god, I gotta have all this stuff ready. I've gotta have a list and sites where she needs to go. And I, I just and I got really overwhelmed. I started listening to Chris Ducker's book, audio book, and I was just like, oh my god, I gotta have all this stuff ready. And I, I I had a Skype call with her. It went great. I'll kind of talk more about that. But literally, she already knew. She's like, oh yeah, I have like 30 websites that we that I go off of. I'm like, so you're going to do all this? She's like, yeah. So literally, she I mean, I didn't need to tell her to do anything. I got a list next morning of 16 products. And I think I bought three of them off of there. So um, that's the one program from Trained VAs. They have another program. I'll have to pull it up. Um, I don't – I can't remember. And, Leo, maybe you can – I know you and I chatted about this. Um, but what was the other program – like what? Like what exactly does it do? Is it a pool of VAs? Is that what it is? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Leo. Oh, great. Um, yeah, um, you have access to a pool. I'll pull it up now. But yeah, if I remember it right, is you have a you have access to a pool of their VAs that you can use for whatever task you need. Okay. Now, and the cost of that, if I remember, was even more, wasn't it? So yeah, the cost I, I pulled up. So okay, the monthly cost of that service is six hundred bucks. Wow. That's right. So the startup is a one-time training fee of four hundred bucks, and the first month's fee. Okay, so you pay a thousand bucks for the training fee, and the first month, a thousand bucks, and then after that. It's six hundred bucks a month. I don't understand. I, I I guess the I guess the benefit behind that is you always have somebody, and 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 they do all of the time tracking and they do all of the uh, managerial tasks, which I don't really understand. Like how many there are, um, you know. Well, how do, you, how do them. you do? One of the things they do um, as part of the network program is actually pay the VA directly. So. Is one of the things that you had to do, uh, Ryan, or was that kind of set up for you, is establish your VA's wage and how you would pay her on a you know daily, weekly, monthly basis? Yeah, so great question. So Eric, in his initial email to me, the, the guy at Trained VAs, the, the founder of the site, he said, you know, she's expecting around $15 a day. Um which is like a little, I think it's about 300 bucks a month, right? Um, around $15 a day and starting out getting paid weekly. Okay, but you can talk more about this with her. So, um, and that's what I did. So I, I didn't I didn't do anything over email. I just said, hey, let's set up a Skype call because I remember Chris Ducker's book, which we can talk more about that too because I think, Chris, you just finished it. And I can't yeah. recommend that book enough. I, I haven't finished it myself, but just from like just getting your mind wrapped around what a VA can do and the whole process behind it, it's fantastic. But um, I, I set up a Skype call, and I initially wanted to do video, right? But she said her 
webcam wasn't working. I don't know if she was just lying. She was like nervous, right? It's brand new. But so we just did audio. But we talked for like an hour, and she speaks really good English. Um, and the last topic I brought up was pay, and you know, um, he's like, "Well, Eric's gonna be around fifteen dollars a day." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine," you know. And Eric also said, gave me a list of five holidays the day they they he gives his VAs off. So it was like New Year's, Christmas Day, Good Friday, um, the Filipino Independence Day, and there was one other one. But Thanksgiving? Uh, that's that's totally think. a joke. <laughs> Nobody else. It's funny if they get like our Thanksgiving off. No, yeah, it was one other one. So. And, and so I told her, I'm like, okay, well, you know, those days off. And then kind of on a whim, like I didn't plan for this, but I felt like it was I, – I was really surprised of how well put together she was, even though the English was – it was pretty good. It was just kind of hard to – I had to ask her to repeat herself a few times, but just because of the, you know, the, the accent maybe. Um, I, I was so surprised of how potential that, that she has. I said, you know what, I'll also give you five additional paid vacation days a year. And I said, you can take those whenever you want to. You can take them on holidays, whatever. But you have five paid vaca- other paid vacations. So a total of ten paid vacation days a year um, with the holidays and, and the five she selects. Because I thought, like, that would be a good, like, I want her to be able to say, like, okay, this is some place that I want to stay. Because um, let me give you a little background on her. She finished college, I think, and went to nursing school but she dropped out of nursing school because she can make a lot more or more money doing this, which is what? crazy. That's ridiculous. Yes. Right. Right. So, I mean, I was like floored by that. Right. My, I told my wife that too. And, and she was like, that is insane. Um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that's essentially, uh, uh, you know her her story, and she used to she has experience in the online like uh, selling arena. She used to work for a guy who did eBay sales for like a year, but then she did, he just stopped paying her and like didn't pay her for like a month, and then never heard from her, him again. But apparently his eBay store is like still out there because she like obviously knows what it is, and she said she checks on. I go, oh, that's pretty, you know, that's obviously pretty shady. So. um uh, but she's so the thing is she's experienced like creating eBay listings. She knows a little bit about that. She said she's looked at Seller Central. I don't think it was Seller Central before, but she doesn't know her way around it. Um, but you know she's she definitely is well versed in it. And I, I we kind of talked about. It. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Like, and because Chris Ducker has some good interview questions in his book. I'm like, what do you what do you want to be in five years? She goes, well, hopefully you know working for you. But she's like, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to be a product researcher. I don't want to be doing this. Every day, which is kind of a good thing. You know, you want somebody that's going to aspire to be, you know, something more or, or to kind of grow. And she actually used to also manage, um, probably back in like the heyday blogging days, a team of like 10 blog writers. So she actually did manage a team. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I've already seen like in the three days, two days I've worked with her, like I could see hiring another VA at some point in the, maybe the very near future if I can get her to do other tasks, hire another VA to source. Um, as crazy as that already sounds, right? But I mean, I'm just thinking of or the real, possibilities here. Real quick, like if she's good enough, you could even have her train other VAs. Even you know, maybe she even <laughs> knows some other people, and then actually have her manage the other people as well. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. You're right because then I'm not having. I don't want to. I don't have to pay the 700 bucks for train. I mean, as nice as it is to have a train mm-hmm. VA come to you, she could do all that, right? Yeah. And I could pay somebody maybe a little less than what she's getting, and maybe give me a Can you go an increase. Of, of funny man. Can you what? Can you go outside of train VA? Like, can, can you actually offer her to train other VAs, or is it going to be like a conflict of interest? No, because she's only since I did the train and transfer program, I didn't do like the ne- the VA network thing. She's my employee. Like, it, it, like the train and okay. transfer is like a one-time transaction. So I'm responsible okay. for paying her, getting back to that, right? So I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I just pay her via PayPal. Okay. I'm gonna do that every Friday. Um, you know, okay. they're like. 14 hours ahead of, of central time zone where I'm at. So, um, you know, Friday, Thursday night or probably early Friday morning, either one, I'll, I'll send her money via PayPal uh, of her wage for that week. I kind of create an Excel file to track what hour she's working and um, or what, how many hours, you know, what she does that day. Um, yeah, she sends a – go ahead. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. But so, yeah, do you have her working like eight hours a day and then she gets $15 for that? Or how many hours does she get do per day for $15? So, yeah, so I I mean, that's kind of like the gray area, right? Because she says she's working eight hours. Um, you know, is she? I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> essentially, I mean, it says she's telling me she's working eight hours. That's what we agreed to. And as long as she tells me, I mean, unless she tells me differently, like, hey, Ryan, I had to leave early this day, then I'll maybe only pay her four or, what, you know, uh, whatever. She's making, a, I think I did the calculation, a dollar eighty-seven point five, so a little, you know, let's call it $1.88 an hour. Um, so I'll pay her less if, uh, you know, if she um, if she works less, but... Another thing which you guys might have heard of or familiar with from other like VA sites or like Odesk, I've had done something on there before with somebody, and they can have it where they take a screenshot like randomly or every like five minutes <laughs> of what the person is working on. And, yeah. And Chris Ducker talks about that in his book, and I think he calls it being like a VA vulture, or no, a, a, a virtual vulture. And, like, how it just really kind of, you know, doesn't set the right tone for if you're looking to hire somebody for the long haul to do that. So I told her that from the call from the get-go, saying, like, I'm not going to monitor your work as long as you're producing good results. You know, it's not going to be an issue. And she's like, oh, thank you. You know, she was, like, appreciative of that. So mm-hmm. um, it felt good to to tell her that, you know, her to recognize that. So, um so I'm, I, yeah, I'm not monitoring. I mean, it, it's kind of scary. And uh, one thing that Leo and I talked about that I actually asked Eric from Trained VAs about was, how do I know that she's not taking these leads and um, giving them to somebody else too, or she's not sharing them with a pool of people, right? They only work in maybe two hours each a day, and then they each come up with five leads and they all share them, and they send them out to their respective people, right? So she could be doing that, but. I don't know. That that's I think it's more of a short-term thing. Like, there's no way that I mean I, I would notice because some of these like she sent me a couple products yesterday where I there was no it was like a 200% return and there were no FBA sellers. Um, can can I add there. something so, to that? Yeah. Okay, so I'm re- I'm listening to Chris Ducker's book, and if every anybody wants it, um, sh- 
shoot me a private message with your email address, and I'll try to figure out how to email you the audio book of it if nobody really cares about that. I torrented it because I'm really cheap. Um, a lot of these people, like if you get a working relationship with CJ, one of the things that Chris Ducker talks about is we in America kind of have this entitlement, like because there's so many jobs out here. Like if you're working a minimum wage job, you can get a minimum wage job tomorrow. You walk into McDonald's, be like, hey, and you'll be cooking fries in an hour. Um, whereas with these people, a dollar eighty-seven is a lot of money there. It's much more than the minimum wage. You might be paying her the equivalent of $20 an hour. So the thing is, is she wants to keep this job because if you're making money, you're going to keep paying her, and she knows that she could have a job that she could have for five years. No problem. So it really is in her best interest to not mess around with you because you'll keep her as an employee. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a great point, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, here's, here's a quick question. Um, Are you going to actually, like, be saying she's an employee or are you just going to be, like, taking this as a service or something when taking it out of, like, you know, your profits, calculating that? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, also taxes, yeah. So, yeah, so Chris kind of addresses this in his book. And, by the way, he has a – I'll actually send them to you guys right now. I'll, maybe I'll put them in the chat. Um, two links. Because I, I started taking audio notes. Uh, or when I was listening to the audio book, I started like, – like literally Monday, like I like totally slacked on my, my day job <laughs> and stayed home and like packaged boxes but also listened to this book. And I had to stop like every five minutes to like jot a new note down and never note about, about the book. So, it is fabulous. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it definitely yeah. So here's one resource, virtualfreedombook.com slash reader, um, which is like the, the resources for the reader. And there's another one. Uh, here it is. Oh, how much do I pay? I think it's a, I think it's a blog post. I've actually read it because I was in the car when I, I listening to the book when he said this one. So I just uh, went to the URL and, and saved it. Um, how much should I pay my virtual assistant? I think that talks about paying them. I don't know if it talks about taxes. So I asked my CPA about this, and um, he didn't really have a good answer because <laughs> um, he's like, oh, well, you're going to have to 1099 their service. I'm sure she works for – I think he was on the impression. I didn't know yet, right, how it worked. I'm like, no, I think I'm just going to pay her directly because he thought it'd be she'd be working for a service. But um, – I, as far as I know, it I sounds like I don't have to pay any tax. Like she, she's a technically a independent contractor in her country, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not really telling her what hours to work. She's responsible for doing anything with taxes there. Um, I'm sure that I, I can somehow it'll just be a deduction as um, administrative staff or you know independent contractors, whatever that line item is in your taxes. You know other expenses. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I don't think there's going to be any issues with that hopefully knock on wood well i wasn't meaning technically issues i was meaning for you to actually literally be able to then be legitly deducting it you know and so it's like yeah yeah. yeah, i realized you could just pay endlessly like out of your profit to someone and like then it just disappears into the philippines and like that's that's (laughs) that but in order for you to like be able to then deduct that back and so like you're um you know, being able to use it even more to your advantage. 
Oh yeah, I'm 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 sure it's deductible. I mean, it's like it's a service, you know, it's a it's considered a service. I'm assuming so. So, okay. you know, I'll, I'll probably after taxes and get sit down with my accountant again and, and talk about that. Cool. Yeah, you um, might put it you might put it in the same expense category as you put those uh, daily lists in. I mean, it's basically research of some form or another. True. Yeah. Um, also, uh, real quick, Ryan, how long of of a time was it from when you first contacted trained VAs to when you actually got that VA transferred to you? So over the course of a few weeks or a month even, I think myself and both Leo separately had, had kind of um, emailed Eric just to ask some general questions, and Leo and I were kind of comparing notes. I, I actually pulled the trigger on it last Friday, which, you know, I kind of hated because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to wait over the weekend. Um, but, oh, so just um, a few days ago? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I paid for it via PayPal or whatever on Friday, um, which, by the way, it hurts a little bit. I mean, like, you know, I, I've definitely <laughs> spent more than $700 before, but not for my business. I've never spent that much money for the business yet. I mean, gotcha. in aggregate, I definitely have, but I was like, that's a lot of, you know, you kind of had to think about it. I kind of had buyer's regret, like, immediately afterwards, like, oh, no, what did I just do? What if this website just a front and it's not even a real website? Um, but I knew it was PayPal, so I'd be I'd be okay. But um, but yeah. So then he emails me. I think Sunday, he's like, "I'll have your VA like tonight or the next day." And so we had it Monday afternoon. And again, you know, that's kind of he told me it's Sunday it was going to be the next day. And I kind of kind of got like overwhelmed in a way, just be like, "Oh my god, I feel like I have to have all this stuff lined up, all these." processes and stuff like you know all these um all these different you know things and and you don't like chris ducker lays out exactly like what you should do and how you should start so here here's kind of how it works um we had that hour skype call and chris ducker talks about this have your va at the end of every day send you what they did what problems they ran into what they need to have help, uh, help with and I think that was it. There might be one other one. So she does this. Uh, CJ does this every day. She'll attach the Excel file of what she found. She also put it in Dropbox folder that we share now. And she'll say, okay, here's what I did. You know, thanks for your feedback from the other day. It helped. And, um, you know, here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. And then all what I'll do is I'll look at the list. And I've been putting notes. So she had 13 for me this morning that she did last night. I'll look at all the products. Of the 13, I actually only bought one, but it was a pretty good buy. Um, uh, no FBA sellers and, like, you know, 80% uh, ROI, pretty decent rank. So um, I think I bought, like, 24 of them. Uh, but um, I put notes next to each one. I'm like, well, look at the Camel, Camel, Camel sales rank chart on this one. There's only been a few sales for a few months. And look at, you know, this one is – the ROI is really a lot lower because she's not calculating tax, sales tax I'm paying, or mm-hmm. maybe inbound shipping, um, which I'll talk about here in a second a little more. But um, so I've been putting notes next to each item, like giving her feedback, because you know it's kind of cool because the goal is she's going to get a little better to know what I'm looking for, and I can really see. That's why I'm talking about like I can see in a month, like she's just like sending me maybe even five a day is it. But maybe it's five buys. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be, or it could be three out of those five are buys. My point is, like she's gonna get better 
it, it knowing what I'm looking for, I'm going to teach her more about like inbound shipping costs. And if something weighs a, a lot, you know, that definitely cuts into your profit. Um, and, and that kind of thing. So, uh, hey, that's something we've been, yeah. Can I interrupt you and ask you a couple of quick questions? Yeah, by all means. Okay. So, uh, I guess first question is, what is what is your expectation of her going forward? Are you just uh, expecting her to, to spend all her time uh, sourcing for you and you know getting as many items a day as possible, or do you have other things that you plan on having her do? I have other things I have planning her do. So Chris Ducker also talks about coming up with these lists, a daily list to do, a weekly list, a monthly or a quarterly, of tasks that you either don't like doing or you don't have to do. And mm-hmm. I started writing some of these things down, and eventually I'm going to be teaching her to do these. So I actually have the list right in front of me. Um, uh, one is uh, review the uh, – let's see. Review – I have an Excel file of replenishables that I have, and I review it usually every week. Of And it, I have to pull data of a few spots. I'm going to have her start doing that and actually just putting it in one Excel file. Um you know, what's, some of the other ones are, uh, you know, create a different Excel file of all the sites she's sourcing from and, like, so something we could both look at. And so I, I'm going to slowly start having her do more administrative stuff and see how she handles that. I mean, I, you know, um, see how she does it, obviously, and then we'll just kind of go from there. But I, I could see her maybe being more of, like, a general VA, as, as Chris Decker calls them, in addition to being a sourcing VA, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's actually definitely what, something that I want to to do is get a, v, a general VA more than a sourcing VA. Um, okay, my next question is how – okay, does she provide you with a list or at least a count of the number of products that she went through, dur- uh, you know, during a day's time or you just kind of – Yeah, so her? great question. And, and I asked her that question during our first Skype call. I said, how many do you look at a day? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, she probably looks at a ton of them. Um, and she and she said she didn't know, but I talked about, I mentioned to her, like, well, that might be something we want to track. Not to see, like, hey, I'm worried about, like, what she's doing, but I'm more worried about the conversion level, right? Because I want to know how many she looked at, how many she put on the list, and then how many am I buying. So I want to know the convert, I want to know the percentages of between her looking at, her putting the list, and her, the list, and how I'm buying. So th- those two numbers, um, and I haven't really talked about a good way. I haven't figured out a good way she could easily like do that. Like it's almost like a tick mark, right? You, you, to do that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and here's the other thing. How do you make sure, like, let's say, you know, months down the line, she's looked at thousands upon thousands of products. How do you know? How do you prevent her from going back and looking at something that's already been looked at before? Do you are you guys tracking the items that she's looking at so that she doesn't waste her time on the same items? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I haven't really, I haven't probably delved too much into her process. I mean, she said she trained with trained VAs for, um, uh, you know, a few months. So that's actually a great point, Ben. So maybe I should have her record, record like a screen video, a video of her screen, just showing me like, okay, show me how you pull up, you know, she mentioned Home Depot, right? Home Depot, she goes to the clearance section on homedepot.com and she just starts researching. But but I think you're right. It'd be important to know like her exact process because I could probably find some maybe 
know, Shiz uses Price Blink and Keepa and Camel, 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 but, um, uh, you know, I, I she she could probably maybe be doing things a little more efficiently. Okay. Yeah, you could use just a, a screen share program and maybe just have her run it all day long one day recording or, you know, you just observing from time to time. However, if she does have to do anything like input a file or something, of course, that does, in theory, slow down her process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because what she's doing now, she's running everything through the Amazon um, calculator, the, the the general that everybody can look at, the general calculator, um, which I guess is okay. I, I showed her scan power evaluate, okay, because, um, you know, that's, that's free, like the first 10 items. I showed her what that did, and she didn't really see the benefit of that. I'm like, well, I, so it's, it's a catch-22. It's kind of like what Ben was doing and I'm doing, right? Ben's getting a massive amount of data, but it's all, it's like two polar opposites, which is, I mean, they're both good, right? He's getting a massive amount of data, but it's not really refined, where I'm getting just refined data, but how much other stuff am I, you know, miss? How many other things am I maybe missing? Because she's selecting all of it personally, so it's it's not like either of them are wrong or right, but they both have their benefits and drawbacks. I guess is my point. How does she uh, decide which site to source from or which categories? So is it Home Depot or Walmart? How does she decide that? Or you told so her? she. Um, she she told me that you know they gave her a list of sites and and that's actually something I I sent to her today so I sent her an email you know I respond to her email from the previous day of what she did hey great job you know I'd watch for this or here's some ideas I have and then I sent her a second email of here are today's tasks I want you to do and and uh, Galena one of the things I asked her to do today or tonight was um, you know to work on creating an Excel file that shows me what she's sourcing. So I don't know. I, I you, know, that's a, you guys are bringing up some good points. I need to wrap my head a little more around well, yeah, what yeah. categories. Now, we did talk with that on the Skype call. She's like, what categories are you approved in? You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. I'm approved in all the standard three and then automotive, and she asked about Frozen, uh, which I thought was interesting. She asked about um, do I like liquids, you know, like big, bottles of cleaners or stuff like that, which I, I do if for the right obviously the right ROI. And then um what else she asked about? Uh kind of my minimum she asked about my minimum ROI, minimum profit, when I mentioned the five dollars and the fifty percent. So she definitely asked the right questions of what I'm looking for. Um yeah, I just it think sounds it'll, like it'll you take, got a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll just take time to refine it. I think that's why, you know, again Going to train and transfer out and train VAs was like huge because she's asking hey. all the right questions the, the first day. Hey Ryan, just out of quick curiosity, do you, you think they've trained her well enough to the point that they, she might even be better than you at sourcing online? Uh, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I'm not like a, I'm not I'm not an online expert because, I mean. But it's all it's all time based, right? I mean, uh, that's, I, maybe, hopefully, right? Hopefully, she's better than I am. No, I'm just curious because so, I mean, like, I wonder how detailed they go into the training and, like, you know, she has a list of forty, fifty sites. You said that's what she told me. Yeah, she and I'll I'll know what that is, you know, come tomorrow. 
And, okay. and there's sites on there that I've maybe heard of, but like, or sometimes I've never heard of that, like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting, you know, I never thought to source there. So it's, the, and I have sites that I want her to check out, which I haven't done yet. Then I'm like, you, you, let's check these because these have UPCs on the sites and easy to run through. And then so far of all the stuff that she sourced for you, where are they from typically? What sites are she check is she checking? Or is she just checking all of them? Uh, like what sites is she sourcing from? Yeah, yeah. Walmart, Target, uh, or some of the other ones. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, and this is all in two days. Oh yeah. Oh this I mean, sounds so, like I mean, keeping all over the place. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? I mean, how many? You're right, because she's hitting Walmart. I think I got Walmart twice on the list, right, or both days. So is she hitting like the clearance section one day, the rollback section another? Is she yeah. hitting category specific? So I, I think it, you're right. It is good. That's why I want her to put together the list and like what days. You know, it, it's kind of like a rotation, right? You should be. You don't want to be hitting the same site four days in a row. Um, I'm sure Walmart always adds new stuff to their clearance section, though. I don't know. I, I'd do that, and it's up to you, but I would probably tell her to go to the, let's say, Walmart and pick a category, like you would pick category. Let's say you pick, uh, whatever, breast pumps, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she goes, which is, I mean, it's truly a great niche. Uh, she goes there, and she drills down in this category. Let's say there are, like, hundred products and she goes through this hundred like one day or she finishes tomorrow kind of this kind of thing because there are a lot of things that are not on clearance and they're not rollbacks but there's going to be a great find um for reselling yeah yeah no that's 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 actually a great point too i mean yeah because she's just yeah throwing i mean because maybe she's not doing the most efficient use of you know her time and you know and that's why I don't know if to use a program like, to, again, scan power evaluate. I showed that to her. She's like, I don't really know if, you know, I shared my screen. She's like, yeah, but, you know, why would we use that when I do it? And it kind of does. I see what she's saying. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, do you use inventory lab? Yeah. So when, I, when, I, when I'm scouting on, online, I always use inventory lab. And the reason, like inventory lab, I calculate. I mean, I include actually the sales tax and the buy cost automatically, but they include the inbound shipping. Because um, I've noticed on the FBA calculator, it does not default to use the inbound shipping rate. So the ROI she's sending me, if it's like a fifty or fifty-five or sixty percent ROI, it's most likely less than fifty after the inbound shipping. What is your concern with sales tax? I'm not sure I didn't understand. Well, so if she if she says finds a product for ten bucks, right? It costs okay. ten bucks at Walmart. Okay. Um, and it sells on Amazon for you know twenty okay. or whatever, right? This uh, I have to pay. I mean, my sales tax here for Walmart where I live is eight and a half percent. Well, um, but you can you have uh, you have registered company, do you? Yeah, I do, and I actually okay. Go ahead, finish. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say, but say it, please, because I, I, I want to yeah, hear what you're well, here. Yeah, yeah. When you source online, uh, with, well, with Walmart, this is how I did it. You let's say you have ten transactions, I mean ten orders or whatever, and then you just send their tax exempt team information on orders, 
that are tax exempt, you give them your certificate and they give you a refund. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, and you've done this? Yeah, I've done it. In fact, I did not have... Um, I did not do it for a very long time, and I went back. I did it in December. I went back as far as September, and I gave them a long list of transactions, and they processed them, and each tax uh, refund came back. Wow. So they sent it to you via check, or how they sent it to you? No, no. Uh, so they paid with my debit card, my checking account, so it just automatically uh, went to Oh, went back on there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's, that's awesome. Oh, that's huge. Um, What's okay, the email? I, I, hey, I yeah. think Toys R Us does the same thing. Actually, you can uh, they'll back pay you all the taxes too. Disney as well, Disney Store, and they can actually make your account tax exempt as well. All right, we need to when come up like a shared retail, doc for this. Yeah. Go ahead, Galena. Um, no, just saying some stores. Some stores um, give you uh, ID, like Walmart. When you source at Walmart retail, they give you this gray card, which you show them in the checkout before you check out, and they don't count taxes them. Some stores, like Walgreens, they require you to give you certificate each and every time. So, Glenda, do you use that? Are you So, in Illinois, it's weird. I... I, I there's no certificate of resale. There's like one you have to use. There's like a I call the Department of Revenue, and there's like just a general one. There's no like certificate that I have that says all my purchases are tax exempt. There's like one I have to use. Um, I can I can use it as a general, but it's kind of it seems weird to me. It doesn't match up with what other people say sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I don't know. There isn't one in Michigan either at all for anything. And so um, it is strange, and it, very few people do it. So anytime I'm at a store, they're like, oh, yeah, I haven't done this in, like, months. And they kind of forget. So, um, but, no, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of hijacked, too. But, uh, Galena, what was the email that you were using to go to the tax exempt at Walmart? Um, yeah, one second. Let me ask you the um – do do you pay sales tax in whatever state you're in? Do you have a sales tax? You talking you to me or Blake? Yeah, yeah. There's there's sales tax here. Ours is only like six, but uh, I know Ryan okay. was saying his is like eight something. Six. It's about six seven in Florida. So, have you registered with Department of State, uh, which is your state, uh, to pay sales tax to them monthly or quarterly, whatever they decide? Have you did this? Have you done this? Um, I've just I've only done tax exempt at one store. And no, so, but do you have a you have to uh, have you re- you registered with the state, right? You do pay tax. Right, right, right. But there is right, okay. there is no um. What I'm saying is like when people are saying, "Oh, show your retail certificate or okay. resale cer- certificate," either there's no such thing here. But when you register, they got to confirm, they got to send you some kind of document that says, here is this guy and his company, we registered you to pay a sales tax to us. There's going to be documents right. like that, no? Right. No, there's there's not one here. Um, Like, what okay. they'll do is they'll say, um, here's your, like, you know, you can get your employee identification number, and then you can have your, like, your LLC, and then, uh, but... However, it's um I think maybe what you're talking about is like um 
there's a specific terminology for it, but there, it's a separate thing for people who have like brick and mortar stores kind of like that. Um, and so this is like a, a different thing. So there is no like even um, uh, like tax exempt certificate in uh, my state. I just put a link in the chat of the Walmart article of how to yeah, do yeah, it. Now I, now, I I, I sent an email to, it, it says, to, to, to the people, but it was like, I remember it was like right before Christmas, and I never heard anything back. So I just forgot about mm-hmm. it, but I should probably just follow up that email. Yeah, uh, they're probably busy. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a good point. Also, there's, um, I think that now there's one or two prep and ship services in Oregon. And then mm-hmm. I just saw that there's one, somebody starting one in New Hampshire, which are both tax-free states. So if you bought stuff online and had it sent there, you wouldn't pay sales tax anyway. Yeah, oh. yeah, maybe that's what you're you're referring to, Galena. Maybe I didn't understand your question then. I don't know. But and also, um, just sidebar real quick, I used a prep and ship service before a different one, and then they ended up shutting down. And that's actually a really good service, especially if you value your time. You're getting enough products. You just send everything to them. They can hold them for you, whatever, until they get a big enough shipment in, and then you have them, you know, process them, whatever, and send them in. And I was paying anywhere between eighty cents to a dollar twenty per item, whether it needed to have the sticker removed, the label applied, be polybagged, whatever. Um, so you could also, if you start using one of those services, you could just work that into your margins, you know, what you need to get back. Get back and then you never even have to handle the product at all and it's just kind of automatic. Yeah, that's oh, cool. uh, I mean, is that, uh, does, that 80, does that 80 to 100 or 100? Is that 80 cents to dollar twenty? Does that include everything? Is that like a, I mean, is that just like the prep? No, that, um, yeah, that was with prep and ship, which they went, they stopped business because there were some traumatic incident within their family, I think, in the last year. The other companies, I haven't looked into any more outside of that, so they might be a little different, but that was $0.80 cents to $1.20 for everything. So, like, at the bare minimum, if all they had to do was put an FBA label on, I'd pay $0.80 cents for that item, and that includes, like, the box, you know, bubble wrap, or, uh, you okay. know, boxes, whatever. Now, if they have to, like, polybag an item, or bubble wrap specific items, then it's, you know, a little few cents extra, whatever. But, yeah, that includes it. But then you also, you know, you pay the shipping from them to Amazon. Yeah. But, like, so some of the other companies, I don't know if they're different, if they, like, charge you extra for boxes or anything. I don't know. Who's technically, like, say in the inventory lab, you create, like, um, you know, a list, uh, then you, like, click submit, and there's your shipment, um, and then you, you, would, uh, f- it would, you would automatically be printing out stickers and stuff, but how are you then entering um, what's going to be sent to Amazon? Are you doing it beforehand it gets to them or something, or what? Do you want yeah, to answer they... that question? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, are you, are you talking about personally or with a prep and ship company? Yeah, with a prep and ship company. Oh, never mind. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how prep and ship had set up is we shared a Google OneDrive. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I order anything online, when I got the email 
confirmation, I would automatically forward it to them so then they would know what to look for when it arrives. So then when the stuff got there, they would go down the list, mark that it all arrived, and there would be like a line, say, in like an Excel sheet in the file um, for each individual uh, website order. So then when the order got to them, they would mark, okay, arrived, all items are here. And then, you know, after a day or two, they would go through, mark, okay, polybagged, whatever, this is the charge. And then they would send me, sorry, hold on, I'm trying to think. Uh, they would send me, like, an inventory list of everything, and then I would create the shipment, and then they would go in, um, give me the bo- the weights and the dimensions of the boxes. I would finish the shipment and then email them back the uh, box labels. Okay, I got it. You um, I got it. Thank you. How do you um? So I've I've been buying a lot of stuff online, and I've been getting stuff where like it, I didn't get the correct items, or items came damaged and stuff like that. How do they account for for stuff like that? Inventory receipts that are um, Again, I, I can't personally attest to any of the other, you know, companies, but how they did was um, they would just mark, you know, they'd go by that initial uh, order confirmation email. They'd, they'd then wait and see until they got everything. If there was something damaged, um, they would leave a comment in the Google OneDrive, like in the Excel file or whatever. They'd leave a comment in there, you know, 27 received, one damaged, whatever, and then they could send me a picture, you know, like I could ask them and they would upload a picture so I could see it, whatever. Um, and then I could tell them, okay, go ahead, send the shipment, and then we'll return that one. And then I just send them the return information and then they would mail it back, you know, ship it back to the company. Um, for me, you okay. know, for them, they didn't charge any extra for shipping it back to. Okay, but are they are they detailed enough to like know when something came, but it's the wrong color? Because I've had that happen a lot. Oh, as far yeah. as wrong color, um, I don't think I had an instance where something like that came up. Like all the actual, you know, correct products showed up, um, but they would know whether or not like a plush item needs to be polybagged, or if it's an item for kids, you know, if it needs to be bagged or bubble wrap or I could also request, but no, as far as like exact color and stuff, unless they had in it a picture of it, um, then yeah, I guess maybe they wouldn't know. Okay, yeah, just that's one of my concerns because I've had items where uh, they delivered it to Toys R Us and it came and it's completely wrong, and the, you know, you're just not making certain items colors and stuff like the variations make more money than others, so. Right. Was it Nick that bought all those uh, PSP Vita? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both Nick and I. <laughs> that was me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was so close. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, real quick. Um, okay, so when I went to go and return them, I returned them in store. It just so happened that the guy working there, the returns, works also at Target. So he seen me there, and I'm friends with some dude at Target. So then he gave me like insane hell about it. He's like, not only did he give me hell at GameStop for returning stuff, even though I had the receipt, he then gave me hell at Target and then was telling other people about it. I was like, dude, seriously, fuck off, man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> seriously, like I, I had not literally been in that GameStop 
in like the last three years, except for this one time to to uh, return this stuff. So yeah, that like was the ultimate like uh, f- fail, I guess. But anyways, it is kind of funny. But like I was like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, one of my best friends from high school is actually a loss prevention. I was actually, I think I was telling Ryan about this. He's a loss prevention supervisor for Target, and they're noticing a huge uptick in people doing what they believe to be FBA. They will buy it, send it in, get it returned, and then return it if it's not profitable after so many days. And it's causing them a lot of problems, and they're going to start flagging people and charging them massive restock fees. Like, if they suspect that you're doing that, it's mm-hmm. going to be like a 25 or 50% restock fee. Yeah, oh, I believe it. This is literally the only time ever I even returned a, a thing that ended up bad. But it ended up being bad because it was a shared skew. And so, like, that that's why it seemed like it was a good deal and it wasn't. But, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you on that. But, no, I've been, yeah. you know, uh, not really in the really need to actually return much of anything. And if I was, I would just like, you know, let it go for break even or like lose a buck. So I didn't even care about it, but. Right. Yeah. I don't really agree with the whole, you know, get it returned to you after three weeks and return to this. So I don't really agree with that. Cause you know, once you buy inventory, it's yours, it's, you know, it's your inventory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was in this case, it was GameStop's fault actually, because they had the wrong image mm-hmm. on the product listing. Yeah, and on top of that, I paid, like, the one-day shipping or whatever, too. Yeah, so do <laughs> But, um, yeah, hey, I'm sorry, I, I totally hijacked. But, um, yeah, the Galena, the thing I was talking about earlier was um, in Michigan, there's no such thing as tax-exempt numbers. So you have to fill out individual forms each time, and then you have to put your EIN on it. So I'm sorry if I wasn't clear about that earlier. Mm-hmm, okay. I wanted to ask uh, uh, who was talking. I'm sorry, I still don't know who you guys are. Uh, I was talking about prepping service. So was it used only by, uh, I mean, for online arbitrage? Did you ever do a retail? Like you buy a bunch of stuff and you ship them out? I only used it for my online orders um, just because I didn't see where, like if I was actually shipping them products from my house, I think the the cost would eat up too much of the potential returns. Yeah. Um, so I only okay, yeah. did I only did my online orders, and um, at least with that company, I could tell them uh, basically, you know, when to ship my stuff. Like, so I could let stuff accumulate there, and they would hold it, and then I could say, okay, now ship everything, instead mm-hmm. of doing a lot of small shipments all the time. But yeah, so I only did online ones. Um, also, uh, Ryan, going back to the train VAs, I noticed on their site that there's a link for affiliates. So if you can sign up as an affiliate, I'd say, you know, definitely do that or before any of us go and, and pay for one, let you know, you know, so you can get it cut me because I'm seriously going to consider doing a train VA the same exact thing you did, um, you know, because it sounds like it, it's working out to be a pretty good thing so far at least. Yeah, it seems interesting. Well, I, well, and maybe, I am, maybe, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, no, I was just gonna say, um, maybe, uh, you know, instead of me getting a cut, right? Maybe I, I thought about doing this when, when Chris was talking about doing. It. I think he's gonna talk about that in a second here about him getting one too. But um, I'll, maybe I'll just email Eric and I'll ask him like, hey, I'm in this mastermind group. 
I've been talking about, you know, your service. I, I've liked it so far. Some of the people are, are thinking about doing it. Can you offer us any kind of discount? So maybe I'll just ask him that, if he can offer anything off of the initial cost. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And he said. Okay. Uh, all I was going to say is uh, I'm uh, – Talked, I, I wanted to talk, you know, if anybody is interested in doing this, you know, the probably after my little bit of research with it, well, actually a lot of research, I looked at trained VAs, went through their FAQs, uh, talked to Ryan a bit. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm stoked and I'm ready to go. Um, the, like, $700, it's a little bit steep, but, you know, you got to spend money to make money, right? Um, and I would be very interested in splitting it with somebody or a couple people, you know, to get that cost down from the 700 down to, you know, whatever it ends up being, um, depending on how the split is done. And if anybody's interested in that, we can then discuss how we want to split it, you know, whether we just want to both have the list, half the list, whatever we want to do. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, you know, I don't need a, you know, I'm not uh, not doing a sales pitch here. I don't need a hard you know, I'm not trying to close a deal or anything, but if you want to think about it and talk to me about it, you know, either privately or publicly, I'd really enjoy that, you know, to try to kind of get that cost down a little bit. Get, so, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, so, Ryan, are you doing five days a week or seven days a week with your VA? Sorry. Oh, oh five, five days. Okay. And, you know, listening to Chris Ducker's uh, book, uh, Ryan, you know, I kind of really – if I was going to train my own VA, I think personally I would train multiple VAs that did part-time work. Instead of having 40 full-time hours, I'd have 20 and 20 part-time hours. Um, if anybody wants a copy of the book, again, I'll email it to you guys. But that kind of is a thing that he brings up and makes sense to me to try to get different items, you know. Well, that's true too. Cause you're spreading out. You're, I mean, you're spreading a little bit of your risk as well because someone yeah. either quits or doesn't work out. You don't have to worry about getting a whole new. You know, you, you're kind of spreading your risk out um, as well. But I mean, yeah. obviously, too, you're not getting maybe that person that is only working part time. Maybe they're, you know, whether they have a, they just only need to. Maybe they're a stay at home mom or whatever, but um, or stay at home dad, but. You know, then you don't. Maybe they're not that engaged. You know, I don't know. So it's a, again, you catch twenty-two. I think. Yeah. Also, I don't know. It's kind of weird from because one I've heard somebody said that they were desperate for work, but from this Chris Ducker tells that you have to hire them only part time. Isn't it gonna force them to find a full time job essentially? Well, there's some people that have different goals. You know, this is kind of a weird cultural thing about it. You know, there's some people that have different goals. There's some people that do VA uh, while they're in college. There's some people that want okay. to do that switch. Like they want to work for somebody two days a week and then somebody else two days a week. You know, it just makes it a little bit less boring for them because this is really boring work. <laughs> also, yeah, as far as like a group buy situation, after listening to Ryan talk and like how much interaction he has with his VA and how much he's going to have, it seems like there should be one point of contact, you know, as far as from a managerial point of view with the VA. 
So say two or three people did share one, it seems like only one of those people should actually be in contact with the VA just, you know, to avoid confusion and crossing lines of communication. Um, so I wonder then, like maybe, you know, instead of multiple people sharing one VA, if three different people shared three different VAs and had their own that they personally, you know, interacted with, but then share the results across, you know, the three different group members from your VA, like, you know, share them with each other. I wonder if that would be a better situation just as far as, you know, managerial to keep from, uh, I guess, the VA going crazy. Well, personally, if I was to do the VA thing, I have a professional PayPal account, and I have a PayPal account that I've had for, you know, I do a lot with PayPal uh, for my other businesses. So, like, probably, you know, if I was to do it, I'd probably end up paying for it myself. Like when we did the group buy for other things, I paid for it myself. I billed you guys. If there's a reoccurring fee, I can set up subscriptions, you know, and make that real easy on everyone. So, I, I mean, again, the specifics of it are, you know, we'll have to discuss that if, you know, depending on who's actually interested and also what their potential um, money output is, you know what I mean? Because if, if there was four of us and we all put out money, that's $2,800 at $700 a piece. Um, whereas if we all four go in and just get one, that's, you know, $175. So it's a huge difference. Right, but it could also potentially be, you know, one-fourth of the, uh, I guess, of the product leads. Of course. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I mean, that, it's just a, you know, big difference from the two, two different strategies. I'm interested in this idea, but I guess, well, it's very early to say about whether, like, results that Ryan has would be good or bad because it's been only two days. But right. some, what I, I hear so far She's been she's delivered thirteen products a day, which is about one and a half per hour. So and thirteen products a day, ah, that's very little as for me because he had to filter those and he found one or maybe two, maybe zero sometimes. So I think um, it's too high, um, and if, especially if you. Um, divide that by other people, then I mean it kind of loses sense. You know, my, my yeah. I mean, I, I I I see what you're yeah. I definitely agree. I mean, it, the, the return doesn't look great. I guess I'm kind of looking at it too, like long term, right? Like I can definitely see where this will. You know, we're kind of starting out, maybe kind of rough now. As far as her numbers, she's getting me, but I think in the long term, it'll hopefully be good. Yeah, hey guys, maybe we'll just take a bag your results and see how it goes. <laughs> you tell hey us. guys, I, I got to run. I'll talk to you guys later, okay? Bye. Nope. Yeah. All right, okay, thanks, bye. Ben. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're right, but, like, if one if one lead in, in – Ryan, I don't know if you want to say this, but – did you make up in that one lead that you bought? Like I, th I think you said you went like twenty deep on. Did you make three hundred bucks on it? Um, I can probably tell you right now. Let me go to my receipts here. Well, you just bought them, right? Because this is all this all happened like this week, right? Past few days. 
Yeah, just yesterday. I I don't yeah, I don't remember to be honest with you. Um, where's the killer one? Where'd that one go? <sighs> Hold on, guys. Just let me pull it up. Um, so, I mean, yeah, based on where it's selling now, I'll probably make ten bucks on it. So, I mean, I bought eighteen of them, so one hundred eighty bucks profit. Call it. Um, and, and, I, and that can fluctuate, right? Depending on the, on the, where the yeah, price falls. On anything. Price. Yeah, well, right. even, yeah, if, it, even if it's, you know, $100 a day in, in profit, um, yeah. or even $50 a day in profit, you know, it's still, I guess it's, you know, it's still well worth it, depending how much time it takes you with her and, and going through the, the products. When I listen to Chris Ducker's book, you know, kind of the thing to keep in mind is if you had enough leads, so like, like let's say you really got crazy into this and you had five VAs, and you could almost get to a point where you just had a business where VA emailed you lists of products, you looked through the products, you mailed them, and you bought them, had them mailed to a place that preps them, and then sends them to Amazon. You don't even touch product anymore. That's, like yeah, you that's could, the ideal thing. You could almost run this business – like, you know, the if anybody here's ever read the four hour work week. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just organization and scale. Yeah. And this is now scalable and organizable, organizable. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at this as a long term business thing. Cause going to Target and buying a cartload of stuff sucks. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> I'm already over it. <laughs> I'm already getting but, tired of it. <laughs> but it's tough, you know, to look at that because I can go to Target and buy, make a 500 bucks running to Target for an hour and a half. Right. So and, and, well, I, and that's and so that's a great point, Chris. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just piggyback on that real quick, and you probably want to finish that. Or go ahead and finish your thought. Go ahead and finish. Your thought. No, you go ahead. We're probably on the same page. Well, I, and that's kind of like um, something I was thinking about, right? Because because again, I'm gonna equate it to my situation of. Okay, I'm gonna go full time here, and I, I just got, uh, I guess my my not my wife's like approval, but like we had a conversation like, hey honey, I want to do this. Uh, I'm gonna I want to leave my job, and you know she knows how how it's going, so she's on board with it. So kind of got her blessing, so to speak, of like, okay, let's try it out. So you know, it, it's pretty much here in about three weeks. I'm gonna give my boss my notice, which is kind of wow. exciting. Yeah, um, yeah good for you. But but my point is, is like we've all got these spinning plates in the air, right? We've got retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, VAs, um, wholesale. You know, we could, we haven't even talked yet about um, the wholesale course that that Chris organized the group buy on, which I've listened to a little bit and found I, I think it's awesome so far of what I've heard. But I, I've only touched scratch the surface. So my point is, is like. And that's what's great about the FBA business. You could like just you could you could just do what you mentioned, Chris, of just go to online arbitrage, get it shipped to a prep center, never touch it, never touch it. There's so many um different little facets and so many different directions you can go. It's hard to stay focused on one and keep that plate spinning in the air and, and keep all these different plates spinning in the air. So like my point is you gotta get really good at one thing. Like get really good at real estate arbitrage. And then work that into your business, and then get really good at online arbitrage. Use a VA, work that into your business. Then get really good at liquidate. You know, and then 
you can start hiring people to, hey, you're going to run the liquidation side of my business. You're going to run the retail arbitrage side of my business. You don't want to hire entrepreneurial folk because they'll just go and quit and go do it themselves. you got to hire good employees. But that's kind of the way I look at it. You've got to kind of focus on, like, different parts of your business. And, you know, I agree. Leo and I talked about this not too long ago. Retail arbitrage, it burns you out. It's not scalable. It's It's tough. But – if you got a team of like people that went out there and did it for you and they weren't entrepreneurial, you could still make 25% on those items. That's 25% more than what you had before. So, um, I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of a, a little soapbox, but it, it's hard to balance all this stuff. I mean, it, right. We all want to go in these different directions, but how do we focus on what, what is the, the best thing for our business? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Well, Leo, is he still on here? What? Who, me? No, Leo. Oh. Yeah, I'm on. Sweet. I haven't heard that voice in a while. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Leo, you're quiet tonight. No, um, a lot of good stuff. I was happy to, you know, hear the debrief on, on how it's going the first couple of days. It really does sound great. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we don't run into any bumps in the road here. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want to talk it up like I mean, again, hopefully it just continues to go well. So I'll keep you guys updated of how it goes and everything. But um, what else? Oh, did we want to talk about that wholesale course buying group buy? And who was everybody here in on that? I mean, I, yeah, Lena, I, I don't know if you were part of the group yet. I don't I, think Galena was, but no, I wasn't part of that one. I, I wasn't part of it either. Okay, you guys got to oh, hang out. We can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, um, where's, where's like the second week of it? Is the second week up now? Yeah. Uh, there's like three, yeah, there's a couple weeks. Wait, dude, where, where's, where's this info at? Like, I don't I don't think I received any of it uh, uh, besides the very first week. Maybe I'll just uh, private message you. Go, go, no, go to the link I sent you. If you don't have it, I'll send it to you again. Go to that link. I thought I had to down- – I didn't real like, all I had to do was send you guys the link. Like, I thought I had <laughs> to download crazy. the videos and upload them to Google Drives. No, I just had to send you guys the link. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's an unprotected page, which is just mind-boggling. That, like, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've no. done a lot of work. Take like I come from SEO, so like I'm dealing. You know, in SEO, it's like thousand dollar courses and stuff like that, and I've never paid for anything. Um, like Jessica Larue's grocery gold mine, I got because she left it up on an unprotected page. All I had to oh, do, really? if you know how to view a website in Internet Explorer, like actually view, like it like a folder on your desktop, you can do that. And she left it up completely unprotected. She has a file up right now about VAs, and I've been too busy to look. But I'm probably going to be able to take it right off her site without having to pay for it. (laughs) It's not nearly as difficult as it sounds. Scamming the... Chris is like the... This is the computer age. Chris, Chris, no, no, I mean this is... You're like the Robin Hood of the FBA pick and shovel business. You're gonna, you're gonna steal from the rich and give to the poor. Well, you know what? It annoys. Here's the thing. It annoys me. It's like 
if she put out a good product, I wouldn't be so willing to just be like, yeah, here it is. But it's garbage. So, you know, I'll give you garbage. I, <laughs> I, I hate to sound that way, but it's not good. So, I don't know. So that yeah. wholesale course you're in right now, that's Jim Cockrum's, right? Yeah. Is it yeah, pretty good. good so far, you think? Like, it's it's worth it? Yeah, yeah, and if anybody here, um, if you're in the course, they talk about a website. Um, I found on the Facebook page, I need to send you guys some of the Facebook info. There's not a lot there, but he shows some examples of websites that he uses. And if you guys want some of those, it would be real easy if you know basic WordPress to make your own website. They talk about that in the first uh, video. As far as selling products through your own site, is that what no. you mean? No, all you need – so my company name is Tituna. It's a, it's just a cave in my area. So, like, I have Tituna.com. If you're calling places to get wholesale, like – Oh, to legitimize yourself. I got you. Yeah, yeah. all you yeah. need to do is, like, hey, Tituna, I sell stuff. You don't, you don't put any mention of Amazon, nothing. It's just – it's like BS that makes it look like you're a legit – well, you are, but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, so you don't need an e-commerce site or anything. So that's why it's so easy. It's just a static WordPress. Yeah, and yeah, um, I was gonna say too, if you know Nick or Galena or whoever is Leo, if you guys want to, and I, Chris, if you want to organize this, or I know it's kind of uh, the bookkeeping of it, but if anybody else maybe wants to get back in on this or have a chance to. Yeah, if you're interested in it, just send me a, a private message with your PayPal account, and I think. Uh, Everybody's cut was like twenty bucks on it. It's a hundred dollars, so um, yeah. I took a double cut on it. I paid forty for it so that I could get Facebook access, and then I'll be sharing it within the group. But there hasn't really been anything too important posted yet. So, yeah. and I, I I don't know. I feel like it just laid out. I mean, like I've I I actually did download the videos from the site. You can download them, and I just put them on. Um, I have a Plex. If you guys know what Plex is, a Plex server. My house, you know on my computer and the base so I can play it on my phone or play it on my TV and resume it anywhere, the videos. But um, I've just been taking notes as I've kind of been having them on the background or listening to them or playing with my, my little daughter and, uh, and, and, you know, just kind of taking notes on things. One thing they talked about was needing liability insurance. And let me mm-hmm. touch base on that real quick. I don't know if anybody else has that. I had a call today with an insurance broker, commercial insurance broker that I've known in the past and have um, dealings with in my full-time job at, at the bank I work at, uh, just mutual clients. And he's going to get me a quote, actually, for commercial insurance based on kind of what I do and my needs. Um, he said the quote, he said it would probably run anywhere from 1000 a, a to $2,000 for the year, um, which I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but... You know, he just said kind of the, he's going to shop at a few different places and see where it ends up at. So, has anybody else had? Do they have commercial insurance or liability insurance? Have you have you thought about it? I do, but not for okay. this business. Oh and yeah, for your jewelry business. Yeah, it's about two fifty a month. Okay, yeah, so it's not cheap then, right? Well, yeah, but here's the thing: my liability for jewelry is much higher because I have inventory. I, I have my inventory insured, and I might have a half a million dollar—well, quarter of a million dollars—and I, I have a quarter of a million dollars in coverage of inventory. 
because yeah. like I have gemstones and stuff like that, and that's on the retail value. And that's the minimum for somebody that does jewelry. I don't have anywhere near that. I have maybe five. I don't. I don't keep inventory. So uh, for jewelry, so uh, um, you know that was the minimum I could do, unfortunately. So, um, but for the jewelry, it was a little bit higher. Okay. So is it a theft for jewelry or liability as well? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, I think it may be in the scan power group where it comes up every once in a while, and I saw a pretty good thread on that where there were some bigger sellers who were responding, and there was like one really common uh, um, insurance insurer I don't know, they're like out of Omaha or something, where I saw like there were multiple people around the country who were using the same one, and I think it was cheaper than what you're paying, Chris. Um, like, I don't, I want to say like under $1,000 a year. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it is, though. Yeah, I, you know, part of, I also have insurance against fire and stuff like that, and I make titanium oh. jewelry. Yeah, so my, my insurance needs, I mean, I'm just saying like, I have weird insurance. I think I have, like, the same insurance you would have if you, like, manufactured fireworks and stuck <laughs> guns in your face. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Leo's dropping off. See you, Leo. Take care, Leo. See you, Leo. See you, Leo. So, I mean, you know, it's not... And it's really always funny to me. I think I was talking to Ryan about... I think that we, as a group here are in, like, the top, like, 3% of FBA sellers. Like, nobody's here making a million dollars, but to be in that, like, hundred grand a year or more in gross sales, because on that group, on the Facebook group, I just saw a lot of people complaining, like, oh, my God, I have to pay $7 for a website name? Like, really? I don't know. I think there are a lot more people making over hundred k a year. Than 33%. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of part time sellers um, who just do it, maybe a couple grand a month, you know. Um, but then I'd say the number of actual big time sellers, like a million a year or so, I'd say is probably pretty small. Um, also, just looking at the actual listings and looking at like the number of reviews, you know, feedback, feedback that people have. Um, but some of those Facebook groups, man, there's some pretty heavy hitters in there. Um, so I always just try to read like what they're using, what they're doing, what's worked for them. And it seems like people are doing, you know, maybe 500 grand a year or whatever with all kinds of things doing, you know, mostly online arbitrage or a lot of retail arbitrage or private label stuff. Um, and that's the other thing is, which really we haven't, talked about too much is um, private label and getting that stuff made and I think that's another area um, where I mentioned like in the in the Facebook group about maybe having um, a VA just scour Amazon you know and go through and look for products that you can either wholesale on there or maybe find um, and source online and then I kind of at the end there I, I came across like those the communities on Amazon and the tag products. And so you can sort by popularity for 
anything that's tagged. So if you go on there and do, you know, search for we, it'll show you like the top thousand or ten thousand products with the we tag based on recent sales, I guess, um, or, or sales rank. So that could be another potential thing, and you know, just for looking at trends and then also potential products and. Um, and then I found that uh, where you can actually find Amazon's top reviewers by number of reviews, and then you can see actually what reviews they've left and, like, see they have a little profile page. I saw in one guy, like, he has his email up there. He's left, like, 7,000 product reviews or something crazy. Um, so I, I think if you were to do a private label thing just like with any other product, that's made by a big company or internet marketer, you know, you send a bunch of free ones to people for review. And, you know, if you send it to the top 20 Amazon reviewers, some of them are bound to leave you some, some reviews on your page and then they'll probably spread them within the Amazon community. So I think there's potential there to explore, um, you know, get products made and uh, get them high in the search listings pretty quickly, I bet. Yeah, there was a interesting a podcast I heard. Uh, could have been like an NPR Planet Money podcast or one of those. It might have been that one. But they just talked about the life and the like, little community of Amazon reviewers. Uh, oh, and really? It's like, these, yeah, these people are like kind of like you know famous in a way. And like they were talking about how many like boxes. It probably looks like they're doing online arbitrage, right? They're just getting like boxes upon boxes of stuff to their house every day of all the stuff they're reviewing. So, um, yeah, it was pretty wild. They talked about, like, the rankings and, like, being number one and, like, how detailed. I mean, if you – and you'll see sometimes, like, uh, if you'll – I mean, I know I've done it buying stuff. You run across product on Amazon and they'll talk about, um, you know, it would be, like, extremely, like – detailed review and comparing four different of the same, four different brands, different, you know, I don't know, a can opener or something. And it's just crazy. It's like, wow, this is pretty in-depth. <laughs> do they pay for this or do they get it for free? I think they get it for free, but there's a, it's not about the rules. On the podcast, you can't, they can't sell it. Um, so they give a lot of stuff away. Um, and uh, no, but they, they get them for free. So they don't have to pay for them. Well, Amazon has that. They've got, like, the Amazon Vine program, which I think is part of that, where reviewers, they they get the products for free. I haven't really delved into it, so I don't know what all is involved, but I, I think that might be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, if you guys haven't seen, Amazon just recently started giveaways. So now you mm-hmm. can post a giveaway for any product and give away, like, you know, any amount up to, like, $5,000 worth. Oh, really? Yeah, if you... Uh, I saw it in a couple of different publications, and I think uh, Chris Green also posted about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you can hold a, a giveaway for any product on Amazon at all and give away to whoever, you know, however many people. Then so I was interested regarding this giveaway is whether every giveaway counts as a sale and therefore increases a sales rank or rather decreases the sales rank of an item? That's a great question. I asked or, Green and... Or if, you, or, or if you have to give it away, you still have to pay, I mean, you have to pay the fees on that, right? So 
if you're giving the product away, you're going to be at a net, you're going to be even further negative, right? You probably still have to pay the pick and pack and all that stuff. Yeah, I think you just pay like the the standard FBA fulfillment fees. Um, but uh, Galena, what did you say? Chris Green responded when you asked him. He he basically said the thing that like that's a good question. He said probably yeah, but apparently uh, he didn't know either. Huh. Yeah, well, that, because that uh, this this is works. Um, this is how it works with Kindle books. Uh, this is why I'm asking. Uh, the reason why you are running free promo for Kindle books is because your rank increases, and when you stop your promo, your rank is still kind of like gets a boost. So you get you kind of piggyback on a paid paid sales after um, you run your free promo. So I don't know how it works with the giveaways, but you with the this giveaways, I guess you cannot give away too many things because I mean it's you're losing money. So I guess you're mostly counting on reviews rather than uh, sales rank. Right, yeah, yeah or, or just getting it up in the ranks so maybe it'll be higher in the uh, in the search results. Yeah. Um, also, there's, I don't know if you guys have read it, um, I think it was in like Inc. or Entrepreneur Magazine, something like that, where they did a pretty extensive extensive write up about a guy who's in New York, New Jersey, and his his whole company. All he does is look on Amazon. He's got people that go in there and look like in reviews. They probably go in the communities and they look for products that could fill a small need, you know, a small, a small niche. And then he goes to China, whatever has them made, and lists them on Amazon. And that's his entire business model. And he actually has quite a few people working for him, and that's all they do. So it's yes. like there was one where people were leaving reviews like, oh, man, this speaker is awesome. It's Bluetooth, but I wish it was waterproof so I could have it in the shower. So it's like he sees enough people do that. He's like, all right, well, I'll go make this and, you know, sell it to 500 people, however many people want it, whatever. Yeah, um, I saw that. The guy's name is like a crazy first name. It's spelled like C-H-E-I-M. I think, yeah, it was in like Fortune magazine. Uh, yeah, there was a very interesting one. Yeah, that was good. I think I think it showed a picture of him. I think he's a Hasidic Jew. Yeah, um, so, with yeah. red hair somehow. Right, with, so yeah, with the hair. So that kind of stuck in my mind, too, to help me uh, remember it. That's something that uh, Brad DeGraw, who um, I heard on a podcast, and I get his email newsletter, he talks about it's like, yeah, finding the – you know, yeah, the 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 one star, two star reviews on the, like for a product, and finding out what doesn't work about it, and then private labeling those. I mean, easier said than done, but you know. Yeah, he launched a private labeling course, um, but uh, I wasn't uh, completely convinced. I tried asking a question in the webinar, and they like shut me down, <laughs> and like <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But um, like like their VA just um didn't even answer my question. They're like, yes, register for our course. I'm like, shut up. No, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of funny. Yeah, you know, the, I'm a member of a really good group. Um, I think it's like I'm, it's a. Uh, I will share it in the chat that we're in. It's about um, private label. It's uh, Amazon FBA private label sellers, and mm. they have really good stuff there. Um, I'll share the group in our group chat. Yeah, I'm in that Amazon FBA private label sellers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
I'm sure we're probably already a member of it, but yeah. you know, my concern with the private label stuff, and I don't know if anybody really sees this, it just infuriates me when I see people like they have this attitude of like, well, I'll just make the cheapest thing possible. That's vaguely the product that I'm going to say it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out for them. And they're like, oh, this doesn't work. Or, I mean, I see people selling garbage as supplements. And I saw some woman selling baby vitamins. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's for a baby. Like, it blows my mind. Like, it made in China, not really knowing what, like, people were asking her basic questions about the product. She's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, supplements are like the ultimate scam ever. It's absolutely insane. Like, um, I know people are making fortunes off of it, but seriously, like it's the I biggest have a, scam. I have a story about supplements, but from an old job I had, but I won't. I'll save it till the end if anybody wants to cool, hear it. Cool, cool. About human hair. Oh okay. God! We we you told us like like oh um, I did tell you guys that yeah yeah like um they it kept hair in it. yeah they kept like getting all these um yeah, like complaints hair. or whatever like uh, yeah. and eventually it was investigated yeah yeah so so yeah so I I don't know I'm just worried I'm worried about that but I've been looking into doing products made in America mm-hmm. I have thought about it because actually I come from an engineering background so I can just design whatever I feel like designing kind of. And then have it made. It's not that expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things with the Brad DeGraw's one um, that I was trying to ask was because he says to use Info USA to then um, find all the manufacturers with the SIC code. Well, the problem is is that I've called to try and get um, a membership because all, seriously, like 15 libraries that I've contacted, no one is uh subscribes to reference usa that's the same thing as info usa but um it's like an ungodly subscription it's like over two grand a year to be able to search the database and like his entire uh, method is based upon um research from that website yeah but like in carta is that much like a lot of they still make it in carta (laughs) oh yeah libraries using carta um, my girlfriend's school has it. Um, oh, you wait, you're talking like Microsoft and Carta, like the old CD-ROM, like I used to use, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's there's like m- versions of it for libraries for like high schools and colleges, and okay. it's it's like ten to twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, well, see, see, the whole thing is um, of why it would not be that good a deal is because, well, Reference USA, the whole idea is to then get all these people's, uh, you know, business information so you can, like, market the hell out of them and, like, just go on these insane mailing lists and stuff um, to, like, basically blow up every single, um, you know, address there. Where do you live, Blake? Michigan. Michigan. Do you have any friends that are in college right now? Yeah, like I've tried. I've called up colleges. I'm serious. I've not found have a single one. Have you tried college. colleges? Because I, I would. Have you tried colleges with business courses? I tried like U of M and stuff, but yeah, maybe there's a better you know business. Co- I I don't know of like the main business college. I don't think there is a a really <laughs> reputable one. Keep something in mind. If you can get access to a college, if you find a college that has it, you could sign up for some dumb course. It's like a one-credit course that's a throwaway course 
never attend the course or even audit it where you'd pay like a quarter of the fee for it and then you get access to all the reference materials. Yeah, yeah. They I have it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I will do a bit more, um, but yeah, that was one thing I was bummed about because I'm like a, a member of like a billion libraries from my book selling days, and so um, I was like, oh, one of them's going to have it, and like none did. But, uh, you know what, I'll tell you what, I'll ask, my girlfriend goes to Penn State, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, that's kind of, they have a huge um, business course out here, uh, business presence, so I'll see if they have it. What's it called? Info USA. Yeah, yeah, and they might also refer refer to it as Reference USA. So yeah, if you got um like a user number and login, dude, that'd be so sick. I'll find out. Sick man, thanks. Sorry, we right, hijacked. Any, uh, that's all right. Any uh, anything else? Anybody else wants to uh, I don't know, bring to the the forefront here before we end the call. Um, are any of you guys planning on going to any upcoming shows? Like, there's that ASD huge uh, supplier show in Vegas uh, coming up in March. Um, are you guys planning to go to any kind of trade shows or anything? Um, let I'm me tell not, you. I'm not. Um, I, I went to this show with this company in Miami, and I'm just going to tell you one kind of advice. Um. <laughs> uh, don't give your business cards with your email that you have, like, that you use all the time to pretty much everybody because they're going to put you in a mailing list <laughs> and they're going to mail the heck out of you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, especially people who are organizing the the fair, whatever it, it's called. So, like, there was a booth of products that the 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 uh, manufacturers are not presented, but it says, "Hey, uh, give us your info, and our manufacturers will contact you." So I'm like, "Okay, like, listen, I want this particular iPhone case. I don't want this guy or that guy. Just this company. Just can you give them my data?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So I signed up, and I get emails filled. And this this was a year ago, and I still get emails, and everybody has been mailing me about power banks and all kinds of junk I don't want. And just be very careful. Just it's sometimes it's better to be rude and say, I'm sorry, I don't have business cards or I'm sorry, I don't, I'm, I have not enough or something like that. Or I don't know, mm. just don't give it if you're not sure that you're going to be doing business with this particular company. Mm. That's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's this um one um like it, this one book called like I don't know um it's for like selling board games so it's it's been linked on a couple of the bigger blogs and well the dude's website set up with some kind of like crazy um it's not even just affiliate link it has them like a link that is linked up with this like dot biz company and like just buying this book then got me so spammed. Like, dude, I had this email address for like eight years and it did not receive seriously any spam. Maybe once a month I received one thing like on accident in there. And since that, like, yeah, just one person can mess up your email account. So, yeah, I hear you on that, Aglina. Jeez. Yeah, and I, I paid for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, and they're pretty much anything you sign up with online, or a lot of them, 
they might not sell your email, but a lot of them are still profiting just by selling your data. You know, it might not even be your specific name, just information about you, like data collection and, and selling and buying of data and addresses and everything is a huge, huge business. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is right. Um, Galena, when you went to that show in Miami, did you end up uh, like getting any good uh, wholesale accounts or anything from that? No, um, uh, what, um, I went there and uh, the most, the majority of companies, they were selling electronics, which is, uh, you know, very hard to kind yeah. of find a niche. And a majority of the whole, these electronic companies, they were selling power banks. The, the thing that you connect to your iPhone or phone yeah, and it charges yeah. your phone. Portable. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And uh, another thing, I, w- I kind of got disappointed. Maybe it's place different in different city. I don't know. Um, another thing, I, I contacted, so I found this iPhone case, I don't know. So I contacted this company, and uh, or, or they contacted me or something. And I said, so, yeah, sure. So what are your prices? And uh, it was like, they started to tell me, like, this one gonna cost you like five dollar per unit, and I'm like, well, I can buy it off eBay for two dollars and free shipping retail, you know. So huh. I didn't really get into negotiations because I kind of thought it's just so outrageous the fact that they can start off with such a high price, knowing that I got their contact on a business um, business fair. <laughs> right. kind of so um. But um, to be fair, I uh, I was just starting out um, on Amazon, and uh, I didn't have like too many products that I was thinking about. Um, they did have some interesting stuff, but uh, well, be prepared to like start talking to them. Definitely, there will be definitely guys that are um, owners or managers, so. Uh, and they will not speak English. They will be translator. Um, and just be prepared to tell them the quantities that you want. Basically, you can, they can kind of start giving you ideas right off the bat. But they're obviously looking for more, um, like thousands of quantities as opposed to, let's say, 500 and stuff. So I guess I don't know. Maybe do a research before, like, say, like you said, you, you want to have a. Um, yoga mat or whatever, right? Uh, just do research of what you think you would want a private label before and kind of look for similar products on from this company so this way you will know what you want. Okay, yeah, definitely good advice. Um, I'm, I'm not sure yet if I'm going. I'm probably not going to go to the one in Vegas, but I, don't know, I still might be able to. I've, I've got family that lives there. And I can actually get free passes for it, so I was kind of playing around with the idea. Um, but you know, like you said, have an idea of what you want. And right now, I really have no idea of what I would want to pursue as far as you know, private labeling or even very large wholesale orders. You know, it's still just kind of I'm at the point of whatever is a good opportunity at the time. I'm not looking for any specific items yet. Um, right. I was kind of looking at something. I was talking to the girlfriend. She was kind of 
talking about wanting to buy and sell leggings. You know, like, I don't know. Everybody knows what those are, right? Yeah, is it clothes? What? Yeah, clo- clothes. So I need to get approved for that, but that's easy enough. Um, and so, like, on Amazon, they're like six bucks with usually free shipping from China. And, of course, the shipping takes like a month because it's like the cheapest shipping. So I was like, well, you know, let's see if there's something here where, like, I could buy a couple hundred of them, sell them, ship them real fast, but, you know, charge 10 bucks, but you get them next day from Prime. And I go online, and I find they're just wholesale um, for, like, six bucks. Like, a hundred of them is $600. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm just, like, not really um, getting really feeling good about it. Like, and I've done it with other products, not just the leggings. Anybody have anything about that? Because I thought clothes were just dirt cheap, and it was a real high markup item. Well, I I think was that a manufacturer in China? Yeah. You might also be able to uh, negotiate that down. Like that um, those couple of webinars I posted, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, where the guy, the startup bros, their whole thing is basically looking on Amazon for potential products, and then if you find one, then you go and search for the same thing on Alibaba and try to find the exact manufacturer. And then on there, the guys are saying that from their experience, they usually can talk them down. So say they've got you know, a price per unit, like 50 cents to a dollar, they might end up paying 75 cents um, per unit. And then also the minimum order, he said, uh, you can usually talk down a little bit too. Um, so like maybe that $6 price, they're just, throwing you a highball figure and, you know, you might, maybe you'd end up paying three or two or 50 cents. I don't know. You know what? That, that sounds right. It's, you know what? I guess, you know, it's a cultural thing because personally I see it when people do that because I saw things of people all the time. They're like, oh, well, I says $3,000 there. How about I give you 2500 bucks? And I'm like, hey, how about you give me $3,000? Right. Um, I used to work for a guy. If somebody did that, he would just start raising the price. So I don't do. So you'd be, he'd be like, okay, it's three grand. The guy's like, oh, how about twenty five hundred? He's like, hey, how about thirty five hundred? And the next thing you know, the guy's like, ah, right, how about three thousand? Um, but so culture, like, I don't do that. But I guess maybe it's a cultural thing that that works out. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, a lot of cultures do. Even just like here in Florida. Um, not to be racist or stereotypical at all, but it, it's funny because for, like, garage sales, um, there will always be a ton of Haitians specifically. And so, uh, like, we had a garage sale here at my house, and early in the morning, sure enough, like, a bunch of Haitians show up, and just and for them and their culture, like, whatever price you market at, they're going to offer you half, no matter what it is. You say $2, okay, a dollar. And if you don't negotiate with them, like, they get annoyed. They give you, like, a, a stank face, and they won't buy something just, like, you know, just not to buy it because you wouldn't negotiate with them or wouldn't give them less than what you're asking. You know what I found? You're right. There's something um, – so when I work – when you work in jewelry, you you deal with a lot of people that are Asian and Jewish. and Or not Asian, Indian and Jewish. When you deal with Jewish people, 
obviously, there's really awful stereotypes about Jewish people, and I've never found those to be true. Um, I think Jewish people are some of the nicest people I've ever ran into. Um, but one thing that I found is that you can bundle with them, and Indian people you can't. So, like, if you're talking to a Jewish guy and you say, oh, okay, so all of these are $500. I will buy all of these, but I want to give you $400. They will negotiate. Like, that is a big thing that they do, and it works really well if you know how to do it. Indians, they're the toughest, honestly. They're what? They're the toughest to negotiate. They're yeah, like, yes. from all of them. Yeah, yeah, my 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 gem supplier is an Indian gentleman who's like 21 years old, and he just mm. he flies to India. He buys sapphires and diamonds and rubies, puts them in fake cheap jewelry, okay, and comes back to America wearing like an ugly like a rapper would look at this chain and be like, oh, that's ugly, um, but it's full, it looks fake because it is fake, except it's full of real diamonds. And he mails himself the paperwork later. So he doesn't pay any tariff on it. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. It works. That's yeah. funny, man. Pretty sneaky stuff. Also, um, kind of related, kind of not, uh, I think I shared in the group, there was a, oh no, um, I think Leo may have actually shared it, uh, an interview with Jack Ma the owner of Alibaba, uh, which is now, like, the biggest company or had the biggest IPO ever. Um, And he was actually – he made some good points in the interview. He's actually a really brilliant guy and um, really humble guy, too. And he was saying how there's such an opportunity for selling to the Chinese market and how he wants to expand Alibaba because they also have some other – um, websites as well, and I forget the name of it, but it's basically eBay, but in China, and it's one of the biggest websites. And he wants to expand, so you know, selling internationally, um, not just within all these little countries. Um, and so, like, he has an example where somebody called him up or talked to him, and they were a cherry grower in Oregon or a distributor. They're like, "Hey, we want to sell you a hundred tons of cherries." And so he's like, all right, well, why not? And so they figured it out. And so then they sold all those cherries in the Chinese market to the rising middle class over there, the expanding middle class. And they sold like crazy. So then each order, it would basically double. And so basically what it is is how, you know, China's middle class is still rapidly expanding. And there, it's a big kind of untapped market for a lot of goods to be sold to the Chinese people. So that's just maybe something else to think about down the line or even pursue in some way. Yeah, I know people are killing it selling um, iPhones uh, to oh, yeah. the Chinese market. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's also another thing. Um, uh, like with these liquidation distributors and, and wholesalers, I still get emails from some of them and I, I still go through them every once in a while, and they'll have truckloads of stuff or a 20 or 40 foot container of stuff. Um, oftentimes it's toys where it's like for export only, or you know, it might be good for export. So you know, it would be awesome at some point you know, to have a contact 
somewhere wherever overseas or someplace where you can just send a container of goods that you get for super cheap here, but it might still sell really well over there. Man, that's tough. I think we should start with the reverse one, <laughs> importing <laughs> from China. <laughs> right. <laughs> Besides, I don't know if you know that or not, that Chinese, they have some kind of agreement. I don't know. I don't think I don't think it works the other way. They have some kind of agreement. First, uh, their their post office postage shipping is very cheap, like dirty. Yeah. And they have agreement in shipping into United States, and it's much cheaper than I think. I think it doesn't work the other way. It's much cheaper, like if you would ship to China. So that's why they can do all of this ninety nine cents with free shipping on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone um, is eBay sellers mostly are like mad about it. Uh, yeah, because it's kind of like the global agreement so that they can send what's technically, I think they refer to as e-packet. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's people trying to like petition against it. But um, So, Galena, I'm guessing you've sold on eBay for quite a while, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, man, I, I had some question that was related to it. I'll, I'll ask you later. I, I'm sorry, I forgot. Like, it, Oh, yeah, here it is. Is um, yeah, you're bringing up the topic of uh, China, China to U.S. Um, shipping for dirt cheap. How do you set it up? Have you attempted to do this? Is actually what I'm trying to figure out is how to use uh, the USPS, so our post office, instead use like our USPS account, but then give it to a person in China then so that they would just charge shipping onto our account instead of sending it by theirs because they'll use like a lot of times for bigger items they won't use e-packet and like also if you want things quicker than like 30 days um i'm trying to figure out how to send things from china um more quickly um than their e-packet and less expensive than their dhl do you know that i'm not sure because it, it's uh, from what I learned from this this uh, fair that I uh, went to mm-hmm. is that it if you order like a large large wholesale I don't know palette um, yeah. uh, or uh, what, what's it next next size um, a gaylord and it, huh? it's called a gaylord it's four by four by eight feet okay so well. Yeah. Uh, if you order the con- oh container, that's what I meant. Oh, container. Uh, right. Uh, so if you order a container, then it's gonna go by sea. Yeah. And it's gonna be the cheapest way. But if you order anything less than, I don't know, half the than container or pallet, uh, uh, then they have to ship it with the. Uh, it would be like express mail, Chinese express mail. And uh, there would be like much more, uh, he didn't tell me how much, he, but he kept emphasizing that it's going to be much more expensive mm-hmm. uh, to ship. And there are also, well, most of the shipments with the, like business related, they're all done through sea, sometimes air. And yeah. uh, you have to have some kind of company. Man, China is tough. I mean, I'd rather, I'm going to Asia in like two weeks. But I'm going to Thailand and uh, Indonesia. But like for me, I'd rather I'd fly to China and find that that manufacturer and like try to negotiate with him. Then there are so many like 
scam through Alibaba and things. I mean, yeah, hard. Yeah, like I guess I'm just trying to figure out how to not pay like almost a hundred dollars to have something shipped that weighs like six pounds. You know, like I can't find a middle ground at all. But, I don't uh, know. It's pretty specific. <laughs> Would you want do you want larger shipments? Because the larger the shipment, they can work better with you. Yeah, yeah, I I know that. But then by sea takes like a long time. Uh, mm. So so yeah. Uh, thank you though. And sorry, I switched the topics. But it seemed like your experience with eBay. But I do know this. Um, I had somebody buy a hookah for me and mail it from Afghanistan to here. Oh, wow. And. It was, yeah, and that was a crazy purchase. Um, but it wasn't very expensive because it came by APO, which is an allied post office. So it was somebody in the military sent okay. it to here, and it was pretty much the same cost as if I would have mailed it to one of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's supposed to be a global shipping agreement, and um, but I can't figure out how uh, to – there's no even setting on, like, the USPS.com – for like, say you can mail things to like Spain or China or anywhere, no problem. But you can't get your you you can't use your account to be mailed from either of those places. And like, I'm I'm gonna try and talk to the postmaster and stuff too. But it's like creating this like weird thing where it's either you pay almost nothing for e-packet and wait like 30 days. Or you pay for DHL and pay seriously a hundred dollars. So I'm trying to figure out how to cut that down. You know there are courier services that work where they like pay somebody that flies back and forth. Like that's actually I think how FedEx started. Mm-hmm. They were courier service, so people that flew from LA to New York all the time, they paid them to carry a bag of packages as their carry-on or whatever. That would be that would be illegal if those are regular passengers. That would be illegal? Are, are you are you flying their regular passengers flying from LA to Hong Kong? Um well, I I I just was saying that I think that there's courier services that like somebody that flies from, you know, China or Hong Kong to America could bring a package with them. I don't know if that's illegal or if that's something that's done, but I know it is done uh, domestically in the U.S. Interesting. Yeah. Do they fly on commercial aircraft, like Delta Airlines, United? Yeah, yeah. That's how FedEx was formed. It would depend if it's for resale or not, and then, you know, of course, it has to be... I don't know. I don't know domestic, but... My husband is an international pilot, so I fly a lot. And the very first question they ask you when you fly a passenger aircraft internationally is whether you carry anything that was given to you and not yours, and whether you carry any gifts or anything. And that's the very first security question. So I'm not sure if it works domestic. I'm not sure that it actually works international like that. If if you ever want to read something crazy, um, look up a loony. And what was happening, Looney, L-O-O-N-I-E, and what happened in China, look up Looney and Lufthansa, uh, China, they were um, smuggling loonies that were sold for scrap to China, they were fixing them, they were like bent in half, they had people hammer them out to make $2 Canadian coins and then smuggled them back on Lufthansa, and they were selling them. 
That's what was this thing they were doing? Can you spell it again? Okay, so the Canadian dollar, they stopped using this Canadian coin. So uh-huh. the Canadian government started get, bringing them back into circulation, and they bent them in half, like folded them over, okay? And then they sold them to China as scrap metal, okay? So the Chinese, somebody in China bought them and then paid people to unbend them so that they were flat again, okay? Then they were smuggling them back into America, back into Canada, using Lufthansa. So they were flying from, like, Beijing to Berlin, and then from Berlin to Amer- or to Canada or America with carry-on bags full of uh, $2 Canadian coins that were had been bought at scrap value. Yeah, so is it was Why did you do that again? <laughs> uh, the Luna, the Looney, it's a two dollar Canadian gold it's a two dollar Canadian coin. Oh, I see. This they were still using it. Yeah, they were still using it but like they were phasing it out. Like we don't use um okay. like copper the, pennies Sacagawea anymore. coins anymore. We're phasing them out, but they still circulate occasionally. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I, I don't know if, you, you know, obviously that was very, very illegal and caused an international incident. But um, because it was like, I think it was like billions of dollars in these coins. Oh, yeah. Dude, um, so was Lufthansa the, the type of, um, was that a specific like air aircraft or was it? it was on the German airline. Yes, yeah, the German airline. Oh, okay. All right. That's funny, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, quick question, and I got to get going. Um, have you guys noticed the amount of Amazon sellers in Japan, though? Oh yeah, dude, with yeah. Amiibos, that's absolutely insane. They've they've actually kind of ruined the market because like um, they're they're listing on an English um, listings all their Japanese stuff. So I was wondering about like reporting them, but I've never done that before. So I don't know. That, that's kind of whack. Yeah, I, I find them a lot of the time by going through Keepa because they'll price something at like a dollar and then do, you know, $30 in shipping. Yeah. Uh, and so I've found them. But it seems like I've seen, you know, a, a really large amount of sellers in Japan. So anyway, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. If you signed up for Keepa alert, you know, the one, the Twitter, once yeah. it starts about 11 p.m., <laughs> This is going crazy. Get all of these notifications about price drops in Japan. Yeah, it's all it's all them. <laughs> all right, well, you guys have officially lost me with the loonies and the uh, yeah. Japanese sellers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. But 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 I I am actually going to get off now. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, like you know a couple of weeks every month whatever you know uh there's really no set schedule but you know it's good to, to, to kind of do this so um yeah so you guys can keep talking if you want i'm going to jump off and end the recording but thanks everybody for joining and uh talk to you soon cool yeah, all right I'm yeah i'm gonna take off um thanks everyone it's awesome talking i'm going yeah. well I'll see you guys ryan yep. keep us posted about Bye, that guys. see you guys we'll do nice to meet you guys bye-bye Step into the world of power, 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.